That's that's how you re- react under pressure. You just saunter around looking for new cables. Stories Podcast, your number one show for everything guitar. Hello, everybody. Hello, Dan. Um, I hope that you do like the new layout because I, I spent a good 25 minutes fixing this all. And uh, you're right, Dan doesn't have a name tag. It's because Dan's Skype's gone over top of it. God, we, we've really got some great people in here today. Thanks for that. Rick provided a lot of, uh, a lot of good feedback. Yeah, yep. yeah. Oh, that's where the feedback came from. I see, I see, I see. Yeah, yeah, Dan yeah. should even have a little spectralizer now when you talk, Dan. Yeah, you can see it right now. Oh, yeah. The louder I talk, the better it gets. Woo-hoo! And for me, nice. I just have to select the right microphone. Fancy. <laughs> and then here I go. <laughs> yeah. So, nice. um, welcome, everybody, to the Christmas uh guitar stories podcast if you're watching and listening on youtube hello 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 and hello to everyone in the podcast uh it's great to have you back another week episode 22 boy see i get confused by this dan because of season two it's episode eight yeah but we're like we we have like two ways of counting it yeah the mandalorian way and the subsequent way so (laughs) I don't get it. I, I don't know which one should we go for. I, I, I think we should stick to one, but I don't know which one. Maybe maybe 22. Yeah. 22, because it sounds like more, because it is more. More is better. Yeah. Um, so as you guys know, you can if you're watching on YouTube, your chat is on the screen, but I can also do stuff like this now. So I can bring up a, uh, a comment that we think is, um, is a rather nice one. Or rather, currently, I'm the only, only ugh, I'm the only one with control over that. So a comment that I think is a nice one. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you know, if you mention Ibanez or anything like that, that won't be put on the screen at all because Dan's just had his quota for 2021 of Ibanez things. I, I put my <laughs> I put my my earbuds back in, and I heard Dan say, "I'm not just saying it because it's this time of year. It's really a great year this year." <laughs> You know that I gave away that you already have a few of the guitars at your house. Yes, I do. And um, I, I haven't opened them yet, Dan, so I'm, I'm very sorry. But, um, you I'm call a... yourself the guitar geek and you haven't even opened the boxes? If you knew, really? If you knew how many guitars I have to open boxes of, you'd understand. <laughs> and, uh, I, I want to oh, say... I want to save that for um, you know when I'm a little bit more rested. All right, all right, I hear. <laughs> Nobody has Mr. Mando news yet. Nope. <laughs> I have to give a massive shout out to Nicole Millick for um, for being on the show last week and making me cry with laughter, just just generally, but also particularly with Mandalorian news. Uh, I woke up the next day with with one ab. It was amazing from from laughing. It was. It was quite enjoyable. <laughs> awesome. So where do we start, Andy? We start with Guitar News. Andy just received a call from Nicole, probably 
probably telling him that uh, he cannot be heard. So what's what's the thing? Yeah, that's exactly what she's saying. Can you can All you right, hear me cool. now? That should be fine now. You should be getting me loud and clear. It's because I changed the cable over. Nicole, oh. thank thank you ever so much, Nicole. You're a, you're a star. I hope your your Christmas cooking goes well. Yeah, now you're back. Merry Christmas, Nicole. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> that was Nicole so, Millie. Um, yeah, awesome. I don't. I try not to check my phone when I'm when I'm on a podcast, you know, because I'm busy screwing it up. Um, yeah. So <laughs> basically, from the beginning of this section, the news, um, you didn't get any of my words. So this guitar is made out of coffee beans and epoxy resin by Burl's Art, the guy that did the pencils and stuff like that. Um, I was kind of saying that I'm a little bit bored of people making guitars out of things that, you know, you don't really expect guitars to be made out of. But then, as you may have heard Dan's half of the conversation, we wonder if it <laughs> smells of coffee. Yeah. So if it smells of coffee, I am well in. And then yeah. we went on, Dan asked me what my favorite smell would be. And I'm a really big fan of the vanilla case opening smell. Um, so I, I wonder what the best smell, Dan, what's your favorite smell? And what is the Ibanez smell? <laughs> that's, a, that's a good point because I, I don't think there is the Ibanez smell. It's not like the, when, you, when you have a US PR, uh, PRS, for instance, that has that very nice kind of vanilla, vanilla-ish smell to it. Which I really like, or also the Gibson smell. That's also pretty cool. Mm. Um, hmm. I say that's a good point. Actually, I always always thought that it's it's quite a quite an interesting interesting take, and also not to be underestimated what that can make a difference when you first open the case. You know, for sure. It's kind of like, yeah, uh, it's it's also part of the branding, basically. You know, if if the guitar smell in a certain way, it definitely gives it your own. Uh, kind of vibe to it, yeah. So, so do you? Which direction do you go? Like, what's your the the brand? Your favorite smell? I, I have to say, it's Gibson. I think the the vanilla All smell right. when I opened up my Explorer, um, even though this Explorer was used and you know a few years old, it still smelled of vanilla. Um, mm -hmm. My R eight gave me the same thing. It just vanilla is a <laughs> sneaky one, you know, because it smells wonderful but tastes disgusting if you eat it, you know. If you have it in ice cream, what? lovely. <laughs> but if you've ever put real vanilla pod in your mouth, you'll you'll know that it burns and it's horrible. Um, so, and you obviously done it. <laughs> of course, I speak from experience because I wonder what happens, and I recommend you do it too, just to find out. Yep, we'll do. But Amazing. yeah, there's there's the Burl's Art Coffee. It's not even a coffee caster. I was going to say Coffee Explorer. Yeah. I don't know. I just yep. I don't know. Uh, it's not really much of a Did new you... segment because it's Christmas, but I had to bring that yeah. up. Yeah, it's. I, I kind of like it. I mean, like you said, it's 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 the same old, same old technique, but it's still a lot of craftsmanship and. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think we've seen skateboards, we've seen pencils, yeah, yeah. we've seen salt, we've seen stone. I mean, people are pretty creative. What else can you make guitars out? Uh, MacBooks. Other, other, gu other, <laughs> other guitars? guitars. Yeah, maybe. I'm waiting, I'm waiting for someone, for someone to, to ground down, down some guitars. I've made a guitar, guitar from guitars. guitars. <laughs> it's the it's X, -caf. X Caf. Oh, I like, oh, I like that. that. Now, now Andy, Andy has Echo. Andy has echo. Oh, my, oh my goodness. goodness. There. So, 
So, um, this is going extremely well as normal. Um, it's Christmas. I am absolutely exhausted, Dan. I am so tired. My kids are driving me right up the wall. <laughs> I heard Mariah Carey's Christmas song for the first time today because I made myself put on some Christmas music to try to, you know, no, I wouldn't say enjoy, I wasn't saying I wasn't enjoying it, but I was certainly um, not experiencing it. And um, that kind of yeah, upset yeah. me, you know. So, yeah, yeah. so are you are you now in Christmas Christmas uh, mode, or can you still feel it? Like seeing you in that hat with your little smile makes me so happy. <laughs> so absolutely, I'm in a Christmas mood. Um, nice. Yeah, I I, uh, I got nothing nothing really Christmassy here. Well, I could have put my lights to red, you know, red and green. That would have been Christmassy. Fluffed it. I fluffed it. Mm. Um, Shoot. Yeah. So before we carry on, um, I've got some little things to put on the screen. There's this one. So if you post a photo of your guitar on Instagram and tag the show, Guitar Stories Podcast, we will feature your photos on the show intro, ideally. So <laughs> next time. <laughs> we're on Instagram and post a photo of your guitar. Some of you did. Um, Valeria did. And I could actually bring that on screen if, if we wanted to see it. Um, let's have a look. Actually, no, I can't. Oh, it's no, I can't because it's uh, on the other computer. No worries. No worries. We'll do it next week because what I really loved is that uh, some people send us not just pictures but also guitar, the, the real stories behind the guitars and that's always lovely to read. So we'll definitely do some follow-up posts on that yeah. to feature your guitars with some cool behind-the-scenes stories. That's great. Yeah. Also, Nicole Milik, I want to see your tailor too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. that would be a nice picture. Well, there's loads of photos of Nicole's guitar, but she doesn't tag the show. And that's, that's, that's part one of the rules, really, Dan. <laughs> um, my voice is going to go again when we get to the gear of the week, by the way. But I will fix it because now I'm aware and I know how to fix it. Awesome. So I thought we'd do a little bit of gear, Dan. What do you think? Go for it. Um, oh. We've got some, some gear, uh, some stuff. First up, I want to give a special mention to a pedal. It's this one. It's the Animalizer from Tone Electronics. It is, uh, I think we've spoken about it on the, on the show before. I think I've mentioned it or just, um, just shown a picture. I have that pedal in the studio somewhere. And um, it's a big muff <laughs> pedal with many, many different options. And it, it is one of the favorite big muff pedals I've ever played. And the reason I'm showing it is because the guy that's built it, firstly, the reason I'm showing it is because it's a great pedal. Okay, so that's, that's reason number one. Reason number two is the guy that's built it is trying to enter the world of pedal building. And I want to bring it to some people's attention because it is so good, but it's some, somehow it's, it's, not, it's going under the radar, Dan. And, and mm -hmm. it's not quite um, being recognized. So it's had a bit, a bit of press recently, and I really think that um, more people should experience this pedal. If, if you're into fuzz, if you're into big muffs, this is a pedal you should be trying. So you've got the, like the muffy letter, um, the big um, load of muffs in one pedal. You've got all the EHX muffs, but this one is, is particularly good. Um, lots of muffage on tap. It's, uh, hmm, sounds interesting. But a question I'd like to ask, Dan, is and not just from you, yeah. but from the people in the chat. The, the design of the pedal, the, the artwork and things, um, the boxes have been painted by the builder and his little daughter. 
So that's really cute. But the artwork, some people have said they're not so much into the artwork. And I can't, of the pedal that is. And I can't really make a decision. What do you think? Personally, I like it. Also, the box, I think, for a uh, like handmade pedal. And is it like the, the first like proper production run that he's doing? Mm-hmm. It's his first pedal. Wow, he's been that's amazing. I mean, that's spot on. Yeah, he's been working on it for, I think, two years, he said. Um, yeah. I mean, if, if I receive a pedal, I think the way it's it's packed up, it's it's kind of, you know, the packaging itself, like it's the same with, with the smell. I mean, it's that's basically half of the deal, too, because if you open something like a, a very thin paper kind of box and you open it, it looks like nothing. I mean, it's, that's no joy. I want to have that experience of kind of opening something and it looks gorgeous. And I mean, you spend how much is it? 200 bucks or something? Yeah. 250. It's around the 200. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's a lot of money. So you want to have like a special experience. And, and, and since we're in, uh, you know, the gear industry, I mean, that it's got to be something, you know, it's got to have some X factor. It's 220. But, so it's not a cheap pedal 220. by far. But for a handmade right. pedal, um, I think it's very affordable. Uh, yeah. if you, I, I if like you... the looks. I haven't heard the sounds. So. Well, you'll just have to subscribe to the channel, Dan. You know, and if you subscribe to the channel... You can stay up to date with the show as well. <laughs> awesome. Maybe you could do some demos with one of the new Ibanez guitars. All right. Do it. I'll do it, Dan. Nice. I'll do it. Nice. Just, just because you asked so nicely. Um, if, if someone is interesting to, to get more info about the pedal, where, where should they go? Um, it is TX, uh, Tone Electronics TX Pedals on Instagram. Uh, let me just check. Uh, All right. I don't know if he even has a website. So, um, product page. Does he have a website? Okay, it's not a very good one. Txpedals.weebly.com forward slash animalizer. I will put it in the chat. <laughs> okay. Um, hang on. There it is. It's going in the chat as we speak. I'll put it on the screen as well. Txpedals.weebly.com forward slash animalizer.html. My favorite of the MLs. <laughs> but I would recommend uh, jumping onto Instagram and, and checking out the pedals. And there's some some video demos, and very soon there'll be mine up there. Uh, Irik from Living Room Gear Demos has done one, and mm -hmm. he makes it sound very good. It, well, makes it sound how it should sound. So nice. I guess we should jump onto our, our next piece of gear of the week, and that is this software. Andy, what is it? It's Amplitude Five. Ooh. We waited five long years for an update. Well, not really waited, but we just weren't given it. Uh, I wasn't really holding my breath or anything. <laughs> but um, again, I, I've done a demo for this already. I've done a sort of first look and checking it out, and I'm very impressed. And not just okay. not just to promote Amplitude 5 as a, as a good plugin, but the stage that we're at right now with guitar software and plugins. You've got Guitar Rig 6, which is also fantastic. Um, and you've got Amplitude 5, and I think these two new ones are, um, I don't want to say next generation sounds a bit cheesy, but I think they are finally grasping what we can do compared to Guitar Rig 5 and Amplitude 4. That's complicated. Um, <laughs> there are many other plugins uh, available at the moment, but what I love about this one is the simplicity and the what you see is what you get interface. Yep. Um, it's very powerful, so you can create lots of different signal paths, but it's kind of it's very very intuitive um and it's not perfect yet it's still 
They've just done an update, and it's on version 5.1, I think, or 01, uh, fixing mm -hmm. some bugs. And some might even say they released a little bit too soon. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it works. It sounds good. Um, I urge you to go and download the free version because it's free, um, and there's there's no reason not to. Are you are you into plugins, Dan? Do you ever run plugins through your, your computer, or are you purely? Yeah, no, 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 no. Occasionally, I mean, I like I like plugins, especially when you're when you're traveling. So when I'm you know on conferences or on business trips, and and I can bring a guitar, I think it's a pretty convenient way to to get some practice time in, or also record some some snippets. So like I was just wondering what like the main difference from your point of view is between amplitude four and five. Like, you know, they've been you know, they let us wait for quite some time. So what is like the biggest difference? Is it like the overall tonal quality? Is it uh, the the variation, the the variability of of sounds? And I don't know what, what, because I haven't played with it yet. So so what do you think is the main main advantage of that? Um. Firstly, it's the believability of the tones you're getting. So that, that experience as a player, that feedback, okay. not, not not feedback, but that, that um, feedback of feel and um, the same sort of way that if you if you plugged into a Line 6 Spider, the first one, many, many years ago, <laughs> and then you yeah. plugged into a recent Spider, um, yeah. the more recent Spider is better. You know, forget all the, yeah. all the meme stuff. Um, what I also love about it is the simplicity, and that also goes for Guitar Rig Six because I'm not just on a on an amplitude um, fix, but um, it's it's very easy to use. And what they did, what I particularly love, is the old amplitude um, uh, four. You had to scroll, you had to click the menu, then go through the different menus of the different presets, mm -hmm. and then if you moved your mouse off it, you you'd lose the menu, and it would it would go off somewhere. You have to start again. And that is so frustrating mm -hmm. when you, you know when you're playing guitar or punching the desk as I just did. When you're playing guitar <laughs> and you, you have to move your hand to the mouse, and then you go through a few menus to get to a preset, and you lose it. It just I want to play guitar, you know, and that's that's the problem yeah. with these yeah. things. And they've done this different menu system where um, you can actually open up a folder, and you don't have to go through a menu. You can still go through a menu like in four, but you, you have um, the folder system, which I think is far superb. Superior um, signal path now is improved uh, in the sense that there's more options. Um, mm -hmm. I was talking to sorry, please. No, 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 please. I was talking to Jamie Humphreys, who programmed the Brian May uh, settings. Who, oh wow! Okay, Jamie Humphreys. Uh, sad to say, he's a friend, and also um, he has worked with Brian in the past, so he's heavily linked with Brian May. So he's the right choice for doing this. You know, he's not just some guitar player with a mouse and a keyboard. He programmed the new he programmed the settings for amplitude 4 and he updated them for 5 and he's he's just blown out of the water. So he's seeing him react to the new software was my kind of uh my convincing moment. And then we mm -hmm. he sent me some sound samples of the same guitar recording going through amplitude 4 with his Brian May presets. And then going through amplitude five with the Brian May presets, and it was a world of difference. All right, it's just wow. it's just That's bigger, it. it's just more immersive. It's um, yep. yeah, yeah. Uh, Michael Michael in the chat actually has bought it. He was we were talking when I did the video, and um, he says the metal setting on the free version made him pull the trigger. It sounded great and liked the tone he was chasing with his Mesa amp. <laughs> okay, <laughs> That's pretty good. 
Um, <laughs> I uh, suppose it, it, it was easier to set up like a regular Mesa boogie amp. <laughs> we've got a comment here from Overdrive Guitar Channel that THU feels were better than Amplitude 5. Um, I will put those to the test because I have THU, I have Guitar Rig 6, I have Amplitude 5. Um, Dan, for me, the most important, the two most important parts of a software is can you get a sound quickly? Yep. So a downfall of bias FX for that, for my example, is it's too in-depth and there's too much to fiddle with. It's very powerful. It sounds good, but you can get lost. And when I say you, I mean I <laughs> can get lost <laughs> in, um, in, in the tweaking of stuff, you know? Um, okay. So I prefer simpler and I prefer limitations. Yep. The second thing has to be the sound. It has to feel good. And Overdrive Guitar Channel says that THU feels way better than Amplitude 5. I now have to test that. Um, mm -hmm. I'd like to know, Overdrive Guitar Channel, what you mean by that sentence. I, get, I, get, I understand that as you, as a player, the feedback you're getting through your headphones or your speakers is, is, is better, the, the feel of the instrument. But if you mean something else, then please let us know. Yep. That was that was quite an interesting take from your side because I think that like uh, the kind of instant gratification when you you know, plug in and you open it up and you have a couple of presets I think that's super important mm. because if you if you have an idea and you just want to you know sketch out some songs or you know practice a little bit then you probably have just like 15 20 minutes of time and you want to get stuff done um, so so if you have to tweak it and then maybe the idea is already away or you know you've wasted half of your time budget already on just dialing in a, a certain tone yeah. i think that's the most annoying part so if you have decent presets that's pretty good but on the other hand if like if you really want to use it at a, at a kind of pro level i think it it has to have some some kind of professional tweakability so uh, latency doesn't have to be an issue the sound quality has to be spot on you know it, it's, it's like a package it's got to be best of both worlds mm -hmm. you know to be pretty accessible but also to be a pro tool in terms of the, the tonal quality Sure. Do you, do you get what I mean? Yeah. Absolutely. So, um, so, so for me, this is like the, like the, the most important thing because it's, it's the same if you if you are a designer if you are using CAD, you know you can you can draw something in in seconds and it's an ingenious idea, while if you're wasting too much time by just you know using the tools on your computer, it might made already it might might already totally change the idea that you had and also have an influence on the actual solution that you're building. So um, to me, I, I need be, I need both worlds to 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 fit somehow. I mean, in terms of what what you get out of it, I think it's also how much you invest in it. I'm, I'm pretty sure you can get a an incredible tone from amplitude, or what does you say, or or any guitar rig or any any other kind of digital device, as long as you you know spend a lot of hours in, in investing all the tonal options. Because nowadays we're already at a level where you can barely differentiate between is it like a real analog tone or is it digital tone i mean that's just almost impossible i mean at least to my ears mm. so overdrive guitar channel has responded thank you for that he says that amp sims tend to not respond to dynamics so well for me and thu is more dynamically responsive by far in his experience and then he says he's not a pro just his opinion mate i don't think any of us are pros when it comes to stuff like this and um and opinions are worth everything and it's trust and everybody has a different one and everybody has a different experience and if we all if if i'm not i don't think the amplitude 5 is the ultimate as in no other one can count um guitar software at least not yet um 
it's like you know Dan I, I use logic to record and friends of mine use Cubase and everybody swears by it because it's a workflow mm -hmm. it's a workflow that you're used to it's like I don't know driving an automatic car because you've never driven a, a, a stick if you're used to mm -hmm. it that's how you do it if you've if you've never used a Floyd Rose you probably hate it um, yeah. and if you have used a Floyd Rose you probably hate it so <laughs> it's just about what you're used to but it's interesting to open up the conversation and we've got some more comments saying that old man Zen disagrees with me he says regarding bias fx2 um he found it very easy to open up and get some incredible sounds with little tweaking that's fantastic um and again i can't argue with that um what i find interesting dan is that i i work with um a guy who does music for TV, and I'm talking sort of Netflix level, Amazon Prime level, background music, things like that, guitar based, sorry, guitar based music and cinematic music for TV. He uses a Line 6 Pod 2. <laughs> yeah. And it's buried in the mix and it sounds great. Yeah. So often it's not actually the power of the software, it's what you do with it. And, yep. um, and I, I, he, he has no reason to upgrade, and he, he you know, he hasn't. The Line Six Pod Two is many, many years old. He doesn't, uh, he doesn't see any reason to, and I, I, I can't knock him for that. And I respect him. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, that he understands it, so he knows his presets. He's got a, a an eighties rock metal tune. He goes to preset five or whatever. If it's a bluesy one. He does to preset one, and that's his workflow. Um. Yeah, interestingly, Periphery recorded their first album on a Pod X3. There you go. Yeah. Cheers, Sarang. Yeah, um, it's basically what you what you make out of it. It's that's really the point. The more time you invest in in every other amp or software, it's just what you get will get out of it. Tweak it un, until you get what you want or what you're looking for. And if you can't get it, then it's probably not the right tool for you. We've missed a very important part, which I did bring up in my, my video review of Amplitude 5, is that um, Amplitude, for me, any software does not sound like an amp. It sounds like you're in the control room of the studio and your amp is in the other room and it's being recorded. Mm -hmm. So that trouser flapping, that fullness, that, that chest beating that you might get from a, from a 4x12, you don't get it because you're, you're actually in a control room of a recording studio uh, and your amp is mic'd up in a separate room. So yeah. a lot of people get that confused with, oh, it doesn't sound real. Well, it won't because you're going through studio monitors or through headphones. Yeah. Um, you have to imagine as if your amp, excuse me, was being mic'd in a different room and then, then you can really compare it. But then nowadays, you got to admit that it's quite quite a rare breed because the times, they are really changing. And I mean, even the big bands, how, how many of those are carrying still 4x12s around? Yeah, exactly. So with Campers, with yep. um, Captor X from, from Two Notes as well, I'm a big fan of that. You've got the Oxbox. There is no need. And I would say a 4x12 with a, with a big amp is a... Well, we're not gigging at the moment, but it's it's a... It helps less than it hinders. Mm -hmm. So you can just take a fly rig. Look at like even like artists like Paul Gilbert has an amazing fly rig. And yes, I'm sure he plugs into a Marshall when he gets to his gig, but he has a fly rig that he can use without too much bother. Mm -hmm. That really interested me. 
I don't. The thing about software, I don't think I could trust a laptop to not start updating Facebook or whatever halfway through a show. Or I don't think I don't think I could use a laptop for a show. <laughs> I um I just don't trust it. That being said, then my new laptop was tried to they tried to deliver it today, and then they said no. So. What, what, what is no? What There's is a, no? Let me explain. Yeah, I'll explain that with some words. Um, <laughs> I saw the little tracking. You can do this this map, and I saw my village because it's Christmas. It was Santa Claus on a sleigh, and I could see it moving. You know, being updated via GPS, and it got to the end of my street, and I was like, okay. And I ran upstairs, and I was with my phone, just looking at it. Hey, new laptop day, and um, and then it just turned around. I was like, no. And I ran out like trying to flag down, the, flag down the van, and then I got an email saying your delivery has been rescheduled for another time. I'm like, why? Ooh. I don't know why, but I nearly got the the new MacBook Air M1 today, and I didn't. Mm. So you know, sad time. I feel sorry for you. Yeah. But at least I'm not fiddling around with with buttons and stuff. I'm I'm doing a podcast yeah. with you, so so life could be worse. <laughs> I'm yeah. just imagining you you sitting sitting on a Christmas tree tomorrow with your new MacBook while your kids are <laughs> around you. Daddy, oh, daddy, come on, look. Yeah. Let's I'll open have... boxes. I've Actually, got no time. They don't listen to this, so I can tell you, but they will Father Christmas or the Christkind here in Austria um maybe bringing them a karaoke machine with lights. Wow. Yeah. I know. Nice. So next time we see each other, bring it. Yeah, I'll be having light up sunglasses, <laughs> glow sticks. <laughs> nice. If, they, if if it, if it comes, you know, if they're good and and if it um if they let me borrow. <laughs> <laughs> Ready to party. Love it. Yeah. All right. That's really sweet. So anyway, yeah, let's just stop talking about kids. It's not a kids thing, is it? Did you get any new gear this week, Dan? Oh, absolutely not. No, me because I was I was already fiddling around on the new Ibanez models, trying to you know find any kind of strengths or weaknesses. Yeah. Because for me, it's kind of it's kind of important to to really dive into the the product itself and maybe also figure out if if there could be a potential issue at some point, or um, you know, you know, it's the same with you. If I'm sending you guitars and you pick up the phone and tell me, you know what, is that pickup supposed to sound like that? I gotta be able to to reply it. Yeah. Okay. Fair so, enough. It's... Uh, yeah, so I didn't buy anything. I, w I was too busy with, with, with preparing the catalog, and it's, it was uh, quite a hard week. I spent a couple of days even working late, one day even until 11 or so. So I know, I've been yeah. trying to send you Mandalorian memes, and you've not been replying until like 11 at night. What's going on with this guy? <laughs> Reply to my well, WhatsApp have... memes. Yeah, it might have been the night where I was at work so long, so yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you need to sort your priorities around. Oh, hang yeah. on, that... <laughs> I want to see that. We guns for hire New Zealand. Is that Is that Gavin? I think that might be Gavin. Um Gavin toured the world with Line 6 Pod Mark 2 with Goldfinger and the engineer made it sound huge. I think that's Gavin. Um uh, a friend and uh, and yeah, I think that's it. I think that's my friend Gavin who sent us some pictures which I've just realized may not have actually gone onto the the hard drive. Hmm. He just said, yes, it's me. Ah, oh, hello, mate. Oh, it's always nice when actual, you know, well, I've never met him in real life, so that's that's absolutely not true. But you know how it is these days. Um, I was going to say real <laughs> friends there. We can be say real friends. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm trying desperately to um to see if we've got these these p photos that he posted, and then you sent to me on WhatsApp. For some reason, Google Drive has not updated. It should have linked directly to it, and now I'm just filling the podcast with excuses. Don't do excuses. Hmm. Well, well, I'm pretty sure we'll have an updated intro next week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was just that was totally my fault. I just pressed the wrong button. There's not there's no excuses yep. there, mate. Um, yep. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put it on my phone, um, from my phone. So, uh, yeah, let's. I, I don't know how to get rid of your comment now, but let's um, let's go to uh, Humil Studio Humil. I tell you what. Dan, we haven't had a super chat yet. I'm, I'm quite disappointed. We've had zero, <laughs> zero super chats. I mean, what is going on? Thank you, Michiel. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I was, I was also not just talking about like building, building flaws. Could be something like in the specs, or that the, I know that the, um, the instruction manual is the wrong one, or sometimes it's, 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 it's so diverse. You have 200 models every year, so. <laughs> yeah. Carry on. I'm finding these carry pictures. Carry on. Yeah, carry on. <laughs> Andy, same same old things. Same old things. Yeah, no worries. No worries. Yeah. So, but it's also the most exciting time in 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 the year. And when I was a kid, I was always freaking out when there was New Year's Eve, and I could check out new website with new stuff. And nowadays, I'm the one who's you know switching it on, so we can go oh, and yeah. say, okay, this is the Ivan's EU catalog. Have fun, guys. We spend you know, ages working on it and, and making it nice, look it look nice and, and, and clean and everything. So that's pretty wicked. Yep. And also, Andy, do you know, we've been uh, almost, the, the podcast already like one year old. No way. So, yeah, yeah. We started in NAM last year, uh, this year, right? Yeah, you're right. We did. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're having the first anniversary very soon. Oh, isn't that sweet? Yeah. Oh. Oh, 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 mate. Michelle sent the super chat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he did. Why can't I put it on the screen? Oh. <laughs> I want to put it on the screen. Thank you, Studio yeah. Shamil. Thank you, Michiel. Now, maybe we should do some, some sort of anniversary party. Yeah, what, what should we do, guys? What's, what, what's everybody want? We're open for suggestions. I mean, I, I could get my hands on a karaoke machine pretty easily. <laughs> I think we digress a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I do. We could do. What, what was? What's your karaoke song, Dan? Ah, uh, good one. Maybe something like uh, "I Want It That Way" from the Backstreet Boys. Is that cool? <laughs> I would pay serious money to hear you sing "I Want It That Way" on the podcast. <laughs> Not going to happen. Actually, I, I've already sung, <laughs> I already sung that. So um, I love karaoke. That's pretty pretty cool. I mean, I think. I mean, what 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 about you? Do you like karaoke? Because I think musicians usually they have a very split like uh, opinion. Do you have like fifty percent that love it and fifty percent that say, "Nah, that's not really my kind of thing." I. It depends how grumpy I am on that day. Um, All right. <laughs> but generally speaking. <laughs> I love karaoke. I love music. I love having fun and performing, but not just performing, but having fun with friends and people. And, and yeah, I mean, I'm not the kind of person that would set up a karaoke machine in, in my living room and, and sit there with it seriously and, and take it seriously. 
yet. <laughs> yet. Um, but I think it's it's fun. It's a fun, accessible way to to have that good feeling from singing. You know, yep. uh, I much prefer an acoustic guitar and you know a bit of Wonderwall around the campfire. But uh, yeah, I uh, I do what I can. Um, so Poo Ninja ha- asked a question: What color is is the PR going to be in twenty twenty one? Can't say. I can. Sorry. I can. I'm not contractually obliged. What colors, Andy? I don't know. I've forgotten. <laughs> I wouldn't say, Dan. You know me. I, I keep my secrets to myself. It's the benefit of having a, a bad memory. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, shall, shall we give them a sneak peek of the next episode then? Because that will be quite a fitting uh, situation yeah. now. Yeah, go for it. Tell, tell everybody what's coming up uh, of for next week. All right. So next week, uh, which will not be exactly in one week, but it will be on January 1st, Andy and I will have an episode where we are browsing through the Ibanez 2021 catalog. And Andy hasn't seen it before. I mean, I've sent him a couple of guitars, but he hasn't seen all of them. So nope. the two of us, we're just going through the catalog and talk about like the, the models that that uh, catch our eyes and uh, you know go a little bit deeper in, into whatever comes to our mind. Mm. I think that will be a pretty interesting episode, and that will air on January first because uh, that's the official launch day for all. Well, let's say the majority of the 2021 items. Yes, yeah, excited. So, uh... I'm super excited. I'm also excited for how much money Ibanez is going to pay me. It's it's probably too much. I'll probably have to turn it down because, yeah. yeah. you know, I don't like too much money. It it corrupts. I know, I know, I know, I know. So I'm yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm happy that we've only had one euro from Mikhail this week because yeah. two euro, two euros is too much. I yeah. I have succeeded in this time that you were filling um, by getting this this stuff on on on, on the screen. So um, <laughs> I've succeeded. I, was, I don't really. I wasn't really paying attention for the past three or four minutes. You might have noticed. Yeah, yeah. Pia colors. Yeah. Oh, he's talking about Ivanez again. I've switched off. Um, yeah, yeah. La la la. Um, Your friend Gavin has just is has just. That is, uh, that is hilarious. What well, a just very reading. nice comment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just waiting for the um for the browser to update so I can put it on screen. But do you want to read it, Dan? <laughs> <laughs> do you want me to read out no i, yeah, I want on. you to read that <laughs> i suppose okay so it's not my opinion but uh your friend gavin said gavin that's right yeah gavin yes gavin 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 said can you talk about the ibanez models that harley benton will release straight after <laughs> <laughs> classic gavin yeah nice what, what else was there when is andy getting his signature ibanez guitar oh well when i can learn how to play it <laughs> And he's already making so much money with video. There's no way he can oh, yeah. even, you know, digest more money no. from royalties from signature guitar. That's I, I impossible. Can't, I can't possibly I mean, accept the money, Dan. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. How many Porsches can you have in your uh, in your garage? It's just yeah. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I don't want to accept the money. I mean, if the people really want it, then I'll just have to give it to them. But from a yeah, financial yeah. standpoint, I've only my pockets are only so deep, you know. Yeah, <laughs> and Gavin says your your first will be a signature hair product. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, oh yeah, I, I I do need a, a signature comb, maybe a signature fro fro comb. You know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Ivan is fro. 
<laughs> it could be the the Ibanez zero one zero zero six nineteen eighty one fro. Nice. That's my birthday. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, cause I don't make my birthday part of my Instagram handle, so people never forget my birthday. <laughs> Who would do something silly like that? Dan fourteen oh six eighty three. Uh don't go there. I am. Um, I actually remembered. I was trying to do all this, set all this stuff up for the podcast, and I remembered your Instagram handle, thus remembering your birthday. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. You never know how big things will become. So when when I started that Instagram account, I was like, okay, well, whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Well, how old are now, you? You know, a mere a mere mere young lad, or. Well, I don't know, but we had we had a pretty cool situation once, um, like a couple of weeks ago, where we featured an, a German artist, and who had a his Facebook account was facebooks.com slash and then your mama's fat, <laughs> because when he was he was he was a teenager, there was always that kind of the, the the those mom jokes, you know, and your mom yeah. is so fat, he has uh, she's got her own zip code and stuff like that, so. <laughs> But it was actually written in German, so the guys who posted that from Japan, they didn't really, you know, they didn't know what what they were posting. See. So it was it was kind of funny to go live on Facebook. Yeah. Um, we're in the gear <laughs> section. We should probably talk about the fact that it's the end of the year, and we've had a rather unusual year. That doesn't need to be said. But also, we had quite a lot of gear released this year. And, oh yeah. Um, yep. So Dan and I have by not not put together a gear of the year list we're not 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 that far into the podcast world yet but um we have sort of 10 things have you got five yep i got five all right great so um we've got 10 things that sort of affected us this year would you agree is that a good summary of what we uh we're talking about yeah maybe yeah okay. yeah so yep. expect five ivanes guitars and five other things <laughs> <laughs> No. Do you want to start? I'd love to what, start. What was your number number five? Um, the way that I've gone about this is gear that made me go, oh, wow, love that. You know, not like not necessarily expensive or cheap or the best, but gear that actually made me uh, excited about yep. playing guitar. And I have to say, number one on that list, the, the piece of gear that most made me go, oh, goodness, this year was the Spark Amp. Mm. from uh, Biofest, Bio, uh, Positive Grid. Sorry, I never get their name right. So the Spark Amp, um, I plugged it in and it just filled, filled around my fro with guitar sound. It just, it just put me in this space. And um, okay. they didn't do very well politically this year because you know the, a lot of people didn't get their amps and there's an issue and I had a hum and I had to have a, uh, a power supply replacement. Um, but the actual sound that amp makes, phenomenal. There's this is just some beautiful reverbs that, that puts you in this space. So it's it's this stereo sort of faux surround thing. And the last time that happened, I, I plugged into a Boss Katana, and that's from my playing experience. I put it on the same level. So my number, my first one, not my number one. My first one is the Spark amp. Right. Okay. Go on then, Dan. What's your your first suggestion? All right. Well, <laughs> I'm not going five times with Ibanez, but 
at number five, we we have an Ibanez because I was I was extremely excited to see the RG five six five getting reissued, and we talked about that lengthy already uh, two episodes ago. It's just like a classic Ibanez guitar that was available only for a short period of time, so I was very happy to see it return and also return at a very decent price point mm. and with very decent quality. So that's definitely my number five. Okay. So you're actually going up in numbers. Yep. Oh no, we've had the we had the chat hacked. Sixty oh, cycle, no. sixty cycle. What's he's called? Sixty cycle. I don't know. It could be Steve. We could be lucky. Um, we're, we're, <laughs> we're doing some of the stuff that the gear. My next one. My number next one. And they're not in any order. So, uh, it's another amp. It's the Friedman Twin Sister. Wow. Uh, way out of my regular price range. And yep. um, <laughs> and <laughs> again, plugged into it at Gear Street, and it just sounded right. You know, there, there was no, I didn't need to turn any knobs and, and really like, what does this sound like? I just plugged into a guitar, played a power chord, and it was like, okay, that, that's a quality amplifier. Um, and it should mm -hmm. be, you know, it's one of those amps that is highly pricey. It's, I think it's about three grand. Um, yep. But that sort of tone, it was just pure rock and roll. It was just so, so good. And I was lucky enough to be in the room with, with Jamie Humphreys and, and Lee Fuge, and they can play. And I, I was as happy, as happy as a listener as I was as a player. Uh, wow, that's a yeah. big compliment. Yeah. Put a big smile on my face, and everyone was like, this is, this is an amp, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, so that's my, my number next one. Over awesome. to you. Over to you. Um, also an amp. Um, I was extremely stoked about the slow 30 from soldano i haven't done that i haven't not tried that at all still very pricey uh but i've i've got to admit i got to play it myself because i only have seen demos so far but i had so many artists like texting me uh you know you got to check out this app you got to check out this so i went online and did my research and you know checked a lot of video reviews a lot of sound demos and was like all right, that is my next amp. So I definitely want to try that one out. And um, what I've seen so far has brought a lot of satisfaction already to my ears. So looking forward to plugging my guitars and, and make that amp sound not as good as the other ones were able to make it sound. But um, yeah, I like the concept. I like it to have like a smaller like wattage amp. And uh, yeah. the price point is the only downside for that amp <laughs> because it's also super expensive. Yeah, but it does it does what it does. It's yeah yeah it's it's very very nice uh, well, but is that is I've that interesting it. is that interesting despite all the the the, the amplitudes and and all that stuff that still those kind of amps are thriving yeah but it's it's a 30 water isn't it but hence the name yeah yeah correct correct it's also like the the, the twin sister is 40 right i believe so yeah I, that, so sound, it's, that it's, sounds right yeah i think it's less wattage but still a lot of headroom and i think this is the main point for for me, I think, I think I've, I've already addressed that uh, yeah. in previous episodes, that headroom is is something that I find hard to be digitalized. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. So when you when you have an amp in a very decent cabinet and, and then you maybe have a, one or two microphones to get that signal picked up, that kind of moving air, that's it's kind of hard to be recreated digitally. So that's still like the the uh, the USP for a regular amp from my point of view. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the slow thirty, that's definitely my go, and that's on my buy to buy list, and uh, that will definitely be added to the arsenal. But since I have to 
pay my amps actually um i gotta wait and save up a little bit <laughs> well then it's my turn and therefore yeah. i'm gonna go for a piece of techie gear which is the two notes captor x slash because i gotta have two here the cab m plus so i'm throwing i'm throwing oh, in two yeah. notes um stuff is that am i allowed to do that are you going to allow that sure yeah good because uh they've changed my workflow thoroughly I still use uh, mics on my cabs because I like to have the option to, to blend things together just to make my life more complicated. But um, the Captor X um, used it extensively at Gear Street uh, Hennings event, used the Cab M extensively throughout the year, and then it became the Cab M Plus when they added a preamp into it. I did a series of videos on that with pedals where I just messed around with pedals in the Cab M Plus. And can't really fault it, you know, and at the price point as well, I think that the price they've absolutely nailed um, earning money and also giving a good deal to the customers. They could have put mm -hmm. a, a much bigger price on the Capture X, I think, for what it does. And they're just constantly updating it. Um, the, not the IRs because they're, they're special files, but the, the actual um, captured cabs and things are constantly being updated. And um, yeah, it's it's just... I think this this for this year that's my my biggest piece of tech that's changed my world. All right, I love it. That's Sounds my good. number three. Four? Yeah, three. Yeah, go on three, then, Dan. Yeah, over to you, my friend. All right. Um, I was extremely excited to see the reissue of the PVHP two. And I'm not quite sure if I really actually like the product itself the most, but I like the background story that they were reissuing the guitar with new old stock woods that, that actually Eddie Van Halen selected 30 years ago or so. So um, if you ever see those guitars, give them a shot, because if on the, on the back of the headstock they have an NOS stamped in there, then it's supposed to be the old woods. Um, and I really like the... I really like the um, the look too it's got that kind of blue gradation finish that we've mm -hmm. seen on other manufacturers guitars too <laughs> um but um nasty coffee, the look Daniel. itself yeah i don't know <laughs> but the look is pretty cool i mean it's a van halen guitar basically so you can't go wrong with that the price t the price point though is a little bit uh worrisome because i think it clocks in at 2.5k 2.6k and they are not made in the usa they are made in czech republic what i've seen so far so um, not not too happy actually with that. So um, I think it, uh, for a product not being made in USA, uh, made in Europe, a rather cheap labor cost country, I think it's a pretty steep price price tag. But it, the guitar itself and the story behind that, I like that. So that's why it made my number three list. I have to say, and we have to, obviously you know what I'm about to say, the timing of the release or the timing of the news was not exactly perfect for the company and oh, yeah. Eddie Van Halen. You and I, and, and probably most of the people listening to this, know that uh, a guitar doesn't get built and released the week afterwards. Um, yeah. <laughs> but the, the, ti the timing could have been better. You know, I don't think you... I don't know. There were some strange decisions made regarding uh, the sad passing of Eddie Van Halen and then the release of the guitar. It um it put yep. it put a few people um in in a bad sort of way and um I can understand yep. that so uh, but again if you love the guitar I don't think it should affect your choices 
you should just yeah. buy the guitar. Yeah, and I think I, I, I wasn't too sure because I uh, picked up the news that it's been the guitars being reissued, but I think there was some some sort of uh, reissue of the actual instrument a couple months or even one or two years ago already. Mm. So it was for me like when I saw it first, I was like, oh, okay, this guitar they're like having second series or whatever. So I wasn't really like having that at um, top of my head that I that that I was connecting that immediately with you know Van Halen's passing and you know that's. To me, the guitar already existed somehow, so it was a big thing to to kind of make that okay. We're reissuing that now, now that he's gone. Mm-hmm. And like you said, usually it takes a couple a couple of weeks at last. Um, yeah, but I like the guitar. Let's just put it that way. I like the there looks. I like There's nothing wrong with it. I like the new old stock kind of thing, and I like the the, the story that they made up or, or came up for it. So sure. if it's really new old stock woods, then it's probably a good choice. Also from an investment standpoint. <laughs> yeah, and and of uh, ecological standpoint also. So, yeah, I mean, old woods are amazing. I mean, there are there are luthiers that are using like hundred year old woods, and and true. they sound incredible. Absolutely true. Yeah, yeah. and companies okay. are spending a lot of money by thermo aging and uh, torif torifying woods to make them, you know, sound mature or sound them, you know, kind of old in an old way and resonating well so if you have the chance to pick up a, a very old piece of wood it's 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 always a superior choice over trying faking faking old wood don't mention tone wood then we haven't got time for that <laughs> speaking of, of woods and tones and you know choices my number next one my not number two but it's the last penultimate one in my, in my list is has to be i have to say the harley benton dc in Ferris Blue, the DC Flat, I should say. Um, of course, that was a lovely guitar. Yeah, it's it made a lot of people happy. It's a lot yeah. of guitar for the money. Um, it sounds great. It for me feels great, and yeah, I, I think I mean generally Harley Benton have had a big year. Yeah. Um, they've done a lot of stuff this year, and the I've got it here, so I might as well show it. <laughs> oh uh, wow. There it is, and uh, yeah, it it's really pretty. Yeah, I mean, for we we already discussed the story at length, but maybe for uh, some of our listeners and viewers that are not, you know, that were probably not present when we talked about this guitar, can you give us a, a very quick uh, overview about the story? So, how did the Andy Ferris Blue came together? Uh, the previous year, two thousand nineteen, Harley Benton did the DC. Uh, uh-huh. So the the double cut, as Paul Junior. Um, there it is. Hang on. Yeah. And it was yellow and and so what and some some classic colours. Um, and they didn't quite nail the yellow in my opinion. But the neck was super thin and like a I don't know if it's a modern C, but super thin and nothing like in my opinion what what a a DC should be. Um, mm-hmm. So I mentioned that in my review of it, that of the original. They should make one with a, a fat neck or a fatter neck, and um, maybe a different pickup, a, a more raunchy rock and roll pickup. So, uh-huh. um, so they did, and they released it as, as the red and I, uh, the red one, and I helped spec that, uh, and I did a demo of that. And then the way we got to the Ferris DC DC fat blue thingy <laughs> one is they tried to get a Pelham blue, and uh, they they mixed the paint wrong. So they made 
think 400 guitars in the wrong color and um all i did i said i quite like that color and they said okay we'll name it after you i said okay and that's it a boring a boring version of the story but the truth um, <laughs> and now the guy who who mixed the colors he's he, he received a promotion <laughs> no i just have to send him 50 percent of my earnings that's all all right well you yeah. already got so much stuff uh, it's, uh, so much i mean i just gave him one of my porsches yeah fair enough <laughs> yeah. all right all right um lovely guitar it is a nice one over, over to you yeah. thank you very much yeah over to me over to you uh all right my number like uh penultimate uh, point is uh not asmr but arm m1 <laughs> ah oh, yeah clever oh wow yeah clever i know i know yeah so i didn't order one yet we're talking about the new macbook air i didn't order one yet but i'm, I'm super excited to see that they're now using you know their own chips and that it's kind of the the borders between what's the smartphone and, and the apps that that you can run on these and on the iPads and now what you have on, on your MacBook Airs that are kind of blurring out more and more. Because I never understood that a system that was so well integrated with each other that there was this strict barrier that you can can't use certain apps on your on your laptop. But now with uh, the uh, the chipset technology behind it being uh, pretty comparable, I think it's a it opens a new world. So mm. yeah. It's. I think yeah. it's the first time in many years that uh, we've had a, a sudden jump in uh, possibilities with computing. Yeah, yeah. And of course, that affects us as guitar players <clears throat> because we, we were talking about Amplitude earlier, and many of us also do video editing and, and recording. You know, with, with our uh, doors, and it's the price that they've done it for. They again, mm -hmm. being a, a big old evil company, they could have higher price on that you know it kind of confused yeah. me I, I i had a real problem trusting it um yep i've ordered one i've ordered the if we're going to get super geeky which we shall the m1 macbook air 8 core 16 gigabyte 512 gig ssd 13 inch. Ooh, nice nice so yeah it's i contacted a lot of people about going for the air rather than the pro and people are editing 8K videos on the Air, and the um, mm -hmm. and the the Mac Mini. Insane! The Mac Mini, the entry level is at like 800 bucks. Yep, I and saw I that. I think that will run a studio. I I, I think it'll do one. Mm. Yep. I mean, I'm I'm using a MacBook Air right now too, so it's my go-to go-to computer. And uh, I was a Windows guy for years and was forced to switch when I was working at university because we, we were provided MacBooks, uh, which is the worst thing. Um, so I, I really kind of fell in love in, in no time with, with the overall design and accessibility of the, of, of the computer. And like you said, like the, the price point is insane. I mean, you get a lot of a lot of bang for the buck, and still a lot of people would complain and would say you get a similar setup with a Windows computer for 200, 300 bucks less. But the the longevity of of the computer itself. I mean, I've never used computers so long like my MacBook Airs. Like they have a eight to ten years span of usage where you can yeah. seriously use that computer. If you're not, I mean, if you're video editing, then maybe not. But if you're just using, you know, if you're just browsing in the internet and 
using MS Office and, and Audacity and Amplitude, something like that. I think that will do. It will just be fine. So I'm waiting for that. And funny story, I ordered a M1 for my mother-in-law. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so I could do the test drive on her <laughs> on her system and see how it works. <laughs> don't, so what does she need? Uh, forgive me, but what does your mother-in-law do that requires a MacBook Air? Well, she's a teacher, and uh, she ah. she used to have a, a eight years old Windows PC, and now she was forced, especially during the lockdown, because teachers they now have to to teach online, and her computer was making a lot of troubles lately. So she ultimately decided, okay, my my old Windows PC is already so old that I need a new laptop, and I was say, said, okay, now's the time to get a MacBook Air. Okay, and well, yeah, are you gonna now are you gonna be responsible for for teaching her to do that? Absolutely. That's <laughs> that's the pleasure of being the the geeky tech guy in the family. Uh, yep. Oh no, is that what it's like for you as well? Yep. Yeah. Especially over over the phone. I, I like when when my mother was still alive. Uh, she was like calling me once a week. Oh, I've I've got you know an issue here. I've got an issue there. So that was always lovely when you tell her, okay, you got to click here. I clicked. No, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, is it like me? Do you do it from memory? Like, what does her computer look like, or what? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah correctly. You know, I, I was, I, I'm trying to position myself into sitting right there because you know there are some some programs uh, where you can access the computer actually, but usually they they're not able to activate those programs, so you get it done without the help. So yeah, I think we all share, share the same stories. Yeah. <laughs> I had a I heard a great uh, life hack this week. Um, and I'm going to I'm going to pass it on to everybody in the podcast world. And that is because it's the holidays time. And maybe we're not getting to go home to our respective parents or something. But some people are and some people are getting to spend the, the holidays with their family. When you're at home, um, take photos of like their TV with the menus, and take photos of their computers and their Wi Fi passwords, the router that's on the back, you know, the everything and take photos of all their tech stuff, the tech menus. So that when they mm -hmm. call you halfway through the year, you can refer to the screens on your phone and, and guide them through it. And I thought that that's a good top tip. Yeah, that's a pro tip. Because I find probably. it very frustrating. <laughs> pro tip, pro tip for keeping old people happy. Yep. <laughs> Um, yeah, all right. So definitely, M1 was uh, on the top list. Yeah. So now your last one. My last one. Again, last I'm I'm gonna have to kind of cheat. Because first, I've got no pedals in my list. Because I've had such a great I can't possibly choose one pedal. Um, so I decided not to include any pedals because it would be unfair in the pedal world, which is okay, an absolute cop out, but I couldn't choose I've done so many. And, and it wouldn't be fair. Most of them are fuzzies. <laughs> um, <laughs> so bonus one fuzz fuzz of 2020 loved it. Um, my number number one that isn't really a number one, it's just the last one is the series, the paranormal series from Squire. Um, All right. I just I, I finally got a supersonic. It's hang on, it's behind me. Just I can never get this right there. Finally got the one supersonic. you did the, uh, the electro demo with, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, I liked the what was it called? The alternate universe from Fender. Um, and Ultimate Universe 2. 
And I remember saying, I remember saying back then, I, put, I called it down. I said, if Squire managed to do something like this, they will sell tens of them. And, yeah. um, and I believe they did. And uh, tens. Yeah, ten, <laughs> at least 10. But yeah, it's, it's exactly what Squire has the possibility to do. They, they have obviously the license to do Fender things. And I don't know, it just made, again, made me smile. And uh, Ryan's in the chat, and um, I'll just put him up saying that one, lol. <laughs> the chat hasn't updated on my, on my sparkly thing yet, but um, I got the, uh, the Supersonic and the Baritone Telecaster, which I still haven't made a video for, but damn, is it a fine guitar. And I've been playing it against this, the Squire Baritone Jazzmaster. Mm. And I'm not sure which one I prefer. But side 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 note, these are going on reverb for twelve hundred dollars. They're very, very desirable at the moment. And mm -hmm. I'm I need to know if uh if I really need to keep it, you know? How many square baritones does one need? <laughs> Two is probably too too many. <laughs> um yeah. Yeah, so Ryan's just, you know, in the chat saying he's a paid shill because Squire gave him guitars and stuff like that. <laughs> Actually, I'll just take a moment, Dan, before you get on your last one to say I genuinely right. miss Ryan. I miss him. I miss all my friends, my guitar friends. And this year has really affected me in the sense that I loved being part of a guitar community in the real world, which I was lucky enough to be part of in the past couple of years. And then my least favorite thing about 2020 was that was disabled for, for so many months. Mm -hmm. And I took yep. it for granted when I had it. And I yep. hate myself a little bit for that, you know, standing around just, you know, in fact, the last time I saw Ryan, he was pretty drunk at Nam with Steve and we had quite a lot of hugs. Um, <laughs> Probably not enough, but quite a lot. And because um, people should know that Ryan and I are sworn enemies, but when there are other people around, we, you know, we, we truce. We have a, a truce and we decide to, to behave like normal human beings. And then we're back in the, in the real world of being in our respective homes. It's back to being at each other's throat. Awesome. Yeah. Oh. We've just had a super chat. Thank you, Daniel Taylor. And Ooh. Daniel Taylor's going nuts on the channel at the moment, by the way. He's putting all the end of the video club statements together. <laughs> which is crazy. Absolutely crazy. I think last time last time I saw I saw uh, Ryan was at Disneyland and he was not pretty drunk, but he was pretty wet. He was there with his family. And shortly yeah. after I became I'm, pretty I, wet I can't too hear them because there we go. I chose the same right. Sorry? What did you choose? I, I missed all of that. My my batteries went in my headphones, so I had to recharge it, and I missed everything you've just said. No worries. I just said like the last time I saw Ryan was at I think Disneyland last uh, this year, and oh. while he wasn't drunk, he was super wet. And I met him and his family because they were on a ride, and shortly after, I was super wet because I went on the same ride, and I underestimated how wet it gets. <laughs> Splash Mountain. There you go. How wet can yep. you get? How wet can you get? Super wet. <laughs> um, for some reason, the, the chat that I can put on screen is not updating as quickly as I'd like. I don't know why, but I didn't pay for it, so I can't really argue. Yeah. Um, but I like that um, Nissan 570 LSX has said that Nam is like the hotel in John Wick. 
where people can't kill each other. <laughs> I like that. That makes me smile. Yeah. Well, just let me add that I'm, I'm completely with you. I think uh, this year was, was such a, a shift for a lot of people and you really appreciate what you have when once it's not there. So uh, to me, having those like 40 people that, that reoccur on the chat every week and, and the listeners on the podcast, it's, it's kind of... It's not the same, but it's a different level, and it makes me extremely happy to to be able to reach out to to those to those guys, to all of you guys, and and to talk and receive messages, and uh, especially on Instagram, Dan fourteen oh six eight three, I'm I'm getting quite a lot of messages from guys that are, you know they they heard, listen to the podcast and and they they bought a guitar or anything like that, and and they just give me a shout out, and and I really appreciate that because it it really puts a social in social media. You know, it's not the anti-social what you usually see on Facebook and Instagram sometimes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, um, so I have to agree. I mean, we did have a not a complaint, but a comment last week saying that last week's podcast, uh, last week's show was boring and wasn't this a gear channel? And to uh, to talk about that for a second, it is a gear channel. Um, but I, I I would go nuts if I could only do gear. You know, I love gear. Yeah. I love gear. I love making gear videos. I love plugging in new things and I consider myself very lucky however I I need that that you know this like the reason we're doing this podcast is I get to hang out with you it's kept me sane believe it or not um, <laughs> so um it's just we do this for fun and I'm so thankful for the yeah. people that join in and, and hang out and um I like to see the fact that it's growing but I'm happy with whatever we have. I'm happy with just me and Dan and a, a set of characters on screen that are scrolling and, and saying funny things, making me laugh. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I feel very, very blessed, Dan. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Valerius just said that you need that, that exchange of energy. That's exactly what it is. I'm a hugger. Uh, I, I, I genuinely spread energy from, from sucking it out of your body like some kind of hug vampire. And I couldn't do that this year, so I'm I'm now doing it virtually. And, uh, yeah, yeah, agreed. Yeah, I really, I almost, I almost wish Ryan wasn't here because it's making me upset that he's that he's here and not here. You know, <sighs> damn it. All right, um, yeah. Dan, would we like to move on to our, our topic of the week? Would that be a good thing? No, nope, because we're still missing we're still missing the last piece of gear, and that's important. Oh, I thought you did it. Sorry. No, no. Oh, we went right off on a tangent. <laughs> I lost it. Hang on. I'll, I'll shut the hell up, then. <laughs> Sorry. Ninja will know. What was what was the most important gear for me this year? It's actually a guitar that's, that's waiting for me, and I'll show you in early January. It's the Pia. You can say yes. it. You can say it. I can say it. I can say it. The Ivan is Pia 3761 Steve Vai signature model. A lovely guitar. Either if you, you purchase the white one, which is the standard model, or you get your hands on one of the limiteds. <sighs> they are super nice. And I'm not exaggerating, not at all. It's, they are top notch. It's like the pinnacle of the electric guitar. If you're into whammy bar guitars, it's it. It's nothing that needs to be improved or anything. It's just like the perfect guitar for a kind of super strat. It's not a Les Paul, it's not a Telecaster, but it's the super strat. That's why it's my number one for 2020. 
I can't really disagree. And the reason I didn't put it in my list is number one, I'm more a sort of fuzzy indie kind of rocky sort of garagey rock person than I am Steve Vai fan, you know. But as a guitar geek and as an absolutely uh, lover of guitars, the Pia is something else. It's like a sports car, man. And yep. It's it's um. I knew it would be on your list, and I was waiting for it, and I wasn't actually trying to get out of it by going on to the next topic. But uh, um, Dan and I were both there in the room when Steve was there, and it was, and he sort of brought it to us, and it was such a, a moving moment, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah I was. I, I got to admit, when when I first saw the first draws or drawings and or um, prototypes, pictures and stuff like that, I was like, okay. So this is it, okay? Looks pretty different, and I'm I'm not sure how I like it. But like you said, once we were in the room and you saw it like in the flash, and you could you know see the Pia from various angles, and he was talking about it. He was talking about his the influences and and you know everything that went into designing their guitar. It 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 sold it to me. And also, what's also a big part is seeing the the reactions of the guitar community. There's so many people that bought it and they're super happy with it. And this just puts a smile on my face whenever someone you know texts me or send, sends me pictures. Oh, I received my peer today. It's so amazing. It's so amazing. I was like, yeah, it is. And I I'm so glad you like it. So that's that's really that's the best that's the best part of my job basically. When you see people that are super happy with what they just got. So I'm looking forward to a lot of videos of people playing the pia on youtube <laughs> yeah it, it's it's another uh it's another what's the word another level in in guitars now is it's 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 beautiful it's not something that i would normally go for but it yeah. really is really good well done yeah. well done dan i'm gonna give you all the credit for that <laughs> all the credit for the pia goes I out do, i didn't do anything you. <laughs> I don't believe that. Oh, so Rang's asking, "Where's my Where's my peer?" Actually, the last batch of peers is uh, coming in January, because they're producing the colors uh, one after another, and the NB Green one was the last one. But here's the fancy fact: Steve ordered two from the last batch, so um, these are actually sister guitars of Steve's. Ah, <laughs> that instantly makes them like more resellable. Nah, I don't think so. Well, it's a nice story to tell. <coughs> oh, there were bones in that drink. Okay, um, let's <laughs> move on. I, I kind of want to do Mando news because Ryan is in the chat and that would make me laugh. Yes, please. So please. Um, we, we've still got the main topic, which is we're doing guitar repairs today. Um, before we go to our, our other main topic, which is Mandalorian news, I want to give a <laughs> shout out to Face Distribution and talk about the competition we're running in December. Um, Face Distribution have sponsored the episodes in December, which they've paid for these cabs that you're seeing on screen right now. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, they've paid for all of that. And <laughs> um, we're running a competition where we're giving away some Bulldog guitar hangers, which you screw on your wall and you can display your guitar, maybe your peer, for example, Dan, with a wonderful um, Bulldog hanger. And the good thing about them is that they have these felt sort of washers that your guitar is mm -hmm. not touching rubber or touching metal or touching any wood or anything it's on felt meaning it won't react with what it's mm -hmm. touching and as an owner of a guitar that has recently reacted with the stand should have used a, a bulldog but um we're giving away four is that correct yes yeah 
I thought we were only giving away one, and then I chatted with Face Distribution, and they said, you know what? Let's give away four. One of yep. them we're going to be giving away in this very podcast live. Is that correct, Dan? Yeah. Do you mean like right now? Like in a moment, like in the next half an hour-ish. All right, cool. Because we'll do a very... I can't handle a very long Mandalorian segment this week. I just, I just can't. It's too, too upsetting for me. But we're going to cover it, and I'm, I'm just going to cry <laughs> through it. But stay tuned, because, um, yeah, we're going we're gonna to give away to one of the people in the chat. If you're listening to this in the future, of course, then you know, you've sort of missed out. But we, are, we have got something you can enter that way. So now that I've managed to ramble on about competition badly, time for Mando News. Daniel. <laughs> I don't what know where to start. I, I, first thing I should say is spoiler alert. Okay, if you are into The Mandalorian or you're not and you just happen to be watching it and then for some reason not liking it, Ryan, um, then you might get some spoilers out of this. But I watched some of the best television I've ever seen in 2020. And the last episode that aired last week was not different. It was so, so good. Yep. Agreed. Not to mention the after credits scene that uh, a person I really like almost missed. <laughs> okay, we're going to go, go to that first then. Okay, so I finished watching Mando after Dan has. So I watched it second. I'm like, oh my God. And Dan writes back, yeah, especially the after credits scene. And I'm like, what after credits scene? Hold on. <laughs> Turn it back on. Go, go. Oh, no. <laughs> um, yeah. You what? texted me. Uh, what was it like? Hold on a second. I'll be right back. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was so lovely. Yeah. So if, um, if anyone in the chat has seen Mandalorian, if you could so sort of sum it up in, in a few words, because... I'm just too emotional. I almost don't want to give it away because of the spoilers. Um, yeah. Can we spoil? I mean, we haven't really worried about spoiling it before, have we? Yeah. I mean, if, if someone doesn't want spoilers, uh, I'll suggest they skip like five minutes or they just... Five minutes? Okay, maybe 15. An hour. No, we're, we're going to keep it short, oh. I promise, because we've got our base <laughs> segment. But okay, yeah. so... <clears throat> Let's just talk about the fact there's many, many loophole no, writing problems with the show. Like why, why is there always an airlock that you can open? You know, that annoyed me. So I got to get that out of the way first. So there are these, these dark troopers, um, which I thought were superb. Mm -hmm. um, why is there an airlock? Why would they put them? And then when there is an airlock, they can fly and they can survive in, in space. So I don't know what he expected there, but I love the fact that he used the, the stuff, the pokey stick. Yeah. I, I mean, that was already, that. already pretty obvious when he, when he found not just the little ball on, on the stick from the stick, but also uh, that, that uh, Beskar stuff. That was mm. kind of already on the, on the horizon, you know. But that was a, a, pretty, good a pretty good fight too. Yeah. Absolutely. Actually, 
when 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 he was there with uh, Moff Gideon, I bought it. I totally bought it when when Gideon said, "Okay, take take him." I already got what I wanted. So did I. Absolutely bought yeah. it. Hang on, I, I've, Grogu's up there. <sighs> oh, hello, Grogu. He yeah, sorry, sorry, mate. <laughs> uh, yeah, so if, if you're listening to this, I've just retrieved um, my toy Grogu from the shelf that's with me in this room all the time because I am a sucker for this little green monster. I love him. Do you also have ba baby handcuffs? Why did they have baby handcuffs on a <laughs> ship? You know what? That, you see how mean the Empire is. They even have baby handcuffs. That's evil, man. Bring me the baby-sized manacles. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I don't even know what to say, Dan, because <sighs> there was a lot of fan service, and there's some, there was some great writing and some not-so-great writing, but the fan service alone, the, the elephant in the room... When the X-wing arrived, at what point did you did you ever jump off your chair? Because I, I, yeah, so I'm being distracted by Ryan, who's in the chat, and he is making me angry. You are making me annoyed, <laughs> just because I'm I'm focusing on that rather than that. Hang on a minute, right? I I, I have the power. There we go. Um, chats off for a minute. Chats off. Mandalorian's on. Um. <laughs> If you don't know by now, we've said spoilers, Luke Skywalker, the character, is in the final episode of that season of The Mandalorian. I jumped... I, I first did the classic, no, when the X-Wing was yeah. there. <laughs> and then I saw this dude flying through all these robots and swishing his green stick around, you know, the classic. And I thought, that's Luke. That has to be Luke Skywalker. But I still didn't yeah. believe it. Still, still did not believe that they could have kept it quiet, you know. Yeah. And then he comes up, and then the moment for me was the glove. As soon as yeah. I saw the glove, I was like, "Oh no, it is." Yeah. And yeah. then I still didn't believe it until he pulls the cloak down, and then it is almost Luke Skywalker. <laughs> yeah, I mean that was that was pretty amazingly done. I, I wasn't too much of a fan of. Uh, um... Princess Leia, when they did her CGI version, or Grand Moff Tarkin, yeah, on, in Rogue One, but uh, that was, I think, that was pretty well done. Yeah. I have, I have to disagree. I hated it. You hated it? Okay. I hated Why the CG. I, I, I just think the CG was awful. Um, it's, I don't know. I think they could have done something else. I'm one of those. I'm on that side. <laughs> I could accept it because it gave us what it was, but I was immediately just, I was brought out of that world. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, that's um, bad. That's really bad. Yeah. And it was a, it was a gut reaction. Like, oh, oh, I would have rather they'd gone for a different actor, you know, who kind of looked like Luke or they'd, mm -hmm. some people were saying you get a, a, a deep fake or something like that. But yeah, yeah, I, I'm sorry. I, it brought me out of the room, out of the room, out of the, out of the, the show. Yeah. Still didn't spoil it. Still did not spoil it, but just sort yeah, of broke yeah. my heart a little bit that you know all that build up and and that unbelievable and then like, ah, oh. um, hmm. yeah. To me, it was it was it was rather okay. I mean, it didn't really annoy me, 
But what I really, really liked was, and I, I think I sent you that on WhatsApp too, was seeing Mark Hamill posting on Twitter, seen anything good on TV lately? <laughs> you gotta love his humor. He's just like the coolest dude on planet Earth. Absolutely. <laughs> I saw that. That just, I was, I was so pleased. <laughs> they kept it quiet. They did the character justice, if not with the CG, yeah. for, in my opinion, but but with the whole sort of even the the story, the the, the lines that came out of his mouth were, were classic Star Wars, and yeah, um, yeah, it's just again fan service, but back to what we should have had instead of the, the last three movies. Dare I say it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've I've read comments of people saying it was the best uh, Star Wars uh, story or the best Star Wars series or whatever since Empire Strikes Back. And I, I can totally understand why people got that feel from that uh, particular episode because it's, it's just had everything that you would expect. It was a lot of fan service, but it was spot on. And I think for 95% of the people that watched it, it was like just a happy place. It was 50, 50, 55 minutes of just yeah. gorgeousness. And you were there and you were, you know, being a little boy, being little Andy and little Dan, you know. As we've said previously so, on, on, the, on the podcast that Mandalorian is my happy place. And yeah, correct. I don't want to, to analyze it too much. I just want to, um, to enjoy it and to spend whatever those minutes are that I see on that screen. Like, what, how long is it going to be? <gasps> 40 something minutes yeah. yes you know that's, <laughs> that, it's quite literally one of the highlights of my week um yeah, yeah. i'm just trying to find dan because i remember that i sent you a voice message this week and <laughs> i i said well, i won't, I won't give too much away but i am going to play the voice message right now um not that one because that's a different one that's me talking about the new ibanez models shouldn't play that one um <laughs> i tell you what dan we we write a lot on whatsapp Yep, I talk to yep, you more yep. than I talk to my my family. <laughs> this is wrong. I got to correct that. <laughs> Where's the flipping message? No worries. Um, worries. Okay, let's talk about the moment before I bring before I bring that up. The touching of the face. Oh yeah. Let me let me do I it now. I had to cheer my. <laughs> that's my mandalorian my dinjarin impression <laughs> yeah there was that meme where where they uh quoted the return of the uh no 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 uh, empire the empire strikes back where uh leia says i love you and han solo replies i know yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was a pretty touching scene and i i felt pretty sad to see grogu finally go but on the other hand, for i think for the overall concept of the tv show it was kind of good because he was becoming more of the the star of the show so it was no longer the Mandalorian. It was more like the child plus the guys in the Beskar armors. So, um, yeah, it was kind of necessity. And I wouldn't rule out to see Grogu uh, maybe, you know, return at some point. Maybe as a dual lightsaber-wielding teenage Grogu. Teenage mutant ninja Grogu. <laughs> I'd watch Kawabanga. that. What about an animated <laughs> show? I think they'd, they'd make serious bank if they turned that him into oh, an yeah. animated show yeah. yeah uh question in the chat do they play guitar on the mandalorian show no they don't we just we enjoy hanging out and talking about mandalorian but don't worry it was the last episode of the the second season so we won't have any mandalorian news next week dan may, may well, i play the, the may I play the voice message wicked. it is okay may i play the voice message this is what i sent to yeah, dan please. 
Um, I don't know which day it was, but it was a, it was the week of the of last week. It's probably this this Wednesday last week. Okay. Can you hear this? Anything right? Then I want to play it on the podcast and seem like like a cool dude. Yeah. Where's the sound coming from? <laughs> All right. Final episode. Dude, I'm recording this because if I get anything right, and seem like like a cool dude. So my predictions for the final episode of season two of The Mandalorian are is um <laughs> Boba Fett will die and or sacrifice himself to get the child back, to get Grogu back, and in doing so, Din Djarin will inherit. Slave one, and at the end, we will see a shot of a green lightsaber. (laughs) (sighs) I hope you heard that. That was my prediction. And Dan actually wrote back... Boba cannot die. Agreed about Slave One. Disagree about Luke Skywalker. Sorry. <laughs> I, I just got something right. I've never done anything like this for my life. I don't want to pick on you, but you quite rightly said you thought that Mace Windu would have been a good choice. I agree. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, 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 that would, that would, I mean, maybe he returns at some, some point later because, uh, you know, we never knew what, what happened to Mace Windu. So maybe uh, there are still some... There's still that feud between Boba Fett and Mace. I don't know. That would be know. lovely. I hate to say it, but Ryan brings up a good point. Grogu, Grogu. is 50 years old and 200 years will be a teenage older. That's fair. There's, there's something they can do. Don't, don't spoil it for me. Don't spoil it for me. Um, <laughs> yeah. And um, some people, some people are, are with Nicole on this. Yeah. Some people, you know, if you've seen... Um, the Mandalorian, then you'll, in, you'll you'll join us in enjoying just something or not, but yep. that's that's our enjoyment. And Valeria can sum it up with this: it's all about the pew 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 pew. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to predict something else. I want Grogu to go to the dark side. Yes, actually, I, I want. I wanted I evil Yoda. Talk about that. Evil Yoda. I I wanted evil ray so badly because i think that would have saved uh the last uh trilogy yeah but okay let's, let's not talk about that what about the, the boba fett chronicles the the book of boba the book of boba fett um we're getting like is it 11 now 11 new shows or 10 new shows yeah, over the next 11 11 11 yeah um yeah uh boba fett's bring it on Crime Lord, uh, what was it? Breaking Bad in space, wasn't it? What did someone say? What did someone? No, Sopranos <laughs> in space. Sopranos, Sopranos in space. In space. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. I, I think that's going to be more fan service. It's going to be more fun and and um, and seeing just seeing some more evil, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, because I didn't see enough evil in in Mandalorian. I wasn't really pushed by the evil parts of Mandalorian. I just you just kind of you know that it's going to to be okay but that's always the case but I, I don't know for me Darth Vader's evil everybody else is a mere 
pale comparison. <laughs> but how cool was that when they took over Jabba's palace? And that was one of the sequences where I really like was like, yeah, when you saw Tatooine, and then you saw Jabba's palace. The, the two, yeah, when I saw the um, the, the, the two sons, it was like, oh my goodness. Yeah. What yeah. is going on now? And actually, we we didn't see any artwork in the credits, so I was I was I was immediately like kind of surprised. And I was like, okay, what's going on here? No artwork. What are that, they? That's doing why to I us? turned it off. I turned it off because I really enjoy looking at the artwork, and I know some of the other people in the chat do also. And um, yeah. I was just convinced that was the end, and I had such a sad moment that I turned it off. But I did miss the artwork. <laughs> that's fun. <laughs> One of my yeah. And how funny! How funny was that Did, when you compared Bib Fortuna in Return of the Jedi? He was a slim servant of Jabba's, and now he looked like it was like the the begin of the Corona lockdown. And now, yeah, he looked uh, he like he ate Jabba. Gained... Yeah, <laughs> that was yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Also, did you see that there were on, on his um, on his chair where where finally Boba sat? There were some rankers on the armrests. I did not see them. Um, Sarang's just put oh, them yeah. in the chat. I didn't. I need to watch the whole thing for a third time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sarang just put yeah on the third. One. I, I love that. There are so many like hidden, uh, hidden secrets and and yeah, that, that was pretty amazing. Yeah, a lot of fan service and a lot of detail. Actually, someone pointed out that even Boba Fett's jetpack was repaired at the very same spot where Han Solo uh, cut it off in Return of the Jedi. So. Yeah. I just have to I have to say I didn't like that Boba Fett got a paint job. Yeah, I, I prefer I prefer Relic Fett over you know pristine Fett, and they seem to be in a bit of a hurry. And then he walks out with a brand new lick of paint. It <laughs> doesn't that doesn't spark hurry hurrying to me like you know stopping off the local DIY shop because I'm trying to get a little transition here, Dan. Get stopping off the little Ooh. DIY shop to buy some paint and and you know have. Someone else spray it on. Yeah, yeah. I'm <laughs> more into have, like, a couple customer. a couple images uh, for last week's episode on the system. Yeah, but you know I've lost them now, don't you? All right, okay, okay, I am. Yeah, yeah I, I did Fender a big custom shop Boba Fett. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that oh. would, I think a guitar in Boba's colors would look red, especially if it would be a flat, like kind of matte finish. Yeah. But, um, I like that. It, um. Again, I'm going back to Ryan because I know Ryan sits on the other side of this conversation. He's in the chat saying that he should have picked some new colors. I actually agree. That would have been amazing. We're going to go for fluorescent fat. Boba pastel. <laughs> pastel boba. Nice. Pastel boba. Surf <laughs> color boba. Grayscale. Yes, yeah, surf. Come on. There we go. Yes. Seafoam boba. boba. Seafoam boba. <laughs> 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 All right, Grogu, um, Grogu, I'm going to put you here. You can still stay in the studio, but um, I, I'm not going to see you. On, on, I don't know where to put you. I'll put you I, can't, I don't, can't put him on the floor, but I, I need to see the, see the screen. There we go. All right. Um, <laughs> Coral can we say goodbye to Mando News for a little yeah. while? Yeah. I'm going like to play the trailer as well, just because, you know, it's, I like it. See, see you in, in 2022. <laughs> all right okay okay so I'm, I'm okay i'm good Dan. i'm fine i'm fine <laughs>
So do you think Boba did it, did it himself, the paint job? Or was it DIY? Um, I, I, I think it was DIY because sometimes you should DIY and sometimes you shouldn't, Dan. Yeah, I hear and you. This is, that's a cool segment to talk about DIY and guitar repairs, right? Absolutely. Oh, well, we're so good at this. Well done. Well done. We did it. We did it. We did it, everybody. We did it. You didn't believe yeah. we'd do it. We did it. Yeah. Guitar repairs. So um, I don't ever claim to be an expert on this. Yeah. Uh, and I know that Dan doesn't either. And if anyone's listening to this or watching this and expecting some kind of masterclass, you're not going to get that. But what you are going to yeah. get is the, uh, I guess, opinions and, and um, tips and, and mistakes by some people who have been playing guitar for a long, long, long time. Um, and Dan and I chatted about this, about how we're going to approach it. And I thought we could go for it like at what level you should be able to do yourself and the little work you can do to learn how to do these things. And then at what point you really should get a professional to take a look at that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so to put it into context, um, there's a guitar behind me, just that Telecaster there. I had that in the, the late nineties and, um, I broke a string, you know, as, as I did a lot back then. And, um, I did a string change and I was so nervous because it was a real Fender guitar and it was it was my most expensive and most desired guitar at the time. Uh, I took the strings off and I was putting them back on and then I, I had three strings, the E, the A and the D on and I played them and something was buzzing. And I had to call my friend's dad who also had a Telecaster because this was my thinking like, it's buzzing. And we only found out that I'd put three strings on. And of course, the machine heads for the remaining unstringed tuners mm -hmm. were buzzing. The, the, G, the G tuner was buzzing. And that's the level I used to be at back in those days. Um, <laughs> of just, I was in pure panic of just changing strings. Yeah. So I really wanted to, to make everybody know that um, I've been there and I've only really learned what I've learned from necessity and or making mistakes. Mm -hmm. Um. But we have some amazing photos to show on the show that uh, that Dan sent me, uh, Dan collected from somewhere of rather interesting gear repairs. Um, and Dan, what's your history with repairing guitars and, and sort of modding and stuff like that? And any horror stories? Horror stories. I mean, the, the main point for me is that with the, the increase of the, the whole e-commerce business, uh, you're kind of lacking the personal... Um, like the guidance from from the people in the store. So you, if you pick up your guitar personally and maybe have a string change, like you said, you can call your your father, your friend's father, or you can call the guy in the shop and ask him a couple of questions. So it's kind of it's kind of interesting how the next generation will approach those kind of issues because every everybody, me included, are running into the same problems. And my my, I mean, I, I hear you with the the tuning packs making horrible noises or even like. A, a Floyd Rose tremolo. How do you set up a Floyd Rose tremolo? If you're a guitar beginner, you you probably just cut all the strings, and then you've got a problem. <laughs> so you know you ain't gonna be able at all to reset uh, reset up that guitar, and that's exactly what happened to me. I think my first, yeah, that was the first guitar that I that I had after the after the the crappy like Hurtycaster. Uh, was a uh, squire with with some sort of cheap tremolo, and it was impossible to get that thing in tune. 
and even if you had no experience with it because it was made of crappy material and it, uh, it just took me ages to get it back at a decent state so it would, was playable again. And that was kind of my horror story because I was so disappointed because it was a, a guitar that p uh, played well. But me, the beginner I was, I was not able to set it up uh, in a decent, at a decent level. So... Yeah, it's, and I, I felt like I was I was I was very um, sorry that I had no friend or musician mm. that was more experienced and could me get, get some tips, basically. Because even like stuff like string st uh, stretching, how many beginners do stretch the strings once they they put on new strings? So they Precisely. get totally annoyed by having to retune uh, every time, like time and again for for a couple of days until the strings uh, strings are stretched in. So these like kind of small tips and hacks. It's what's what's rarely been shared, you know, and even on on YouTube, those it's not as clickbaity, you know, the ten best guitar solos. Fair enough, but yeah. here are the five tips you need to know when changing strings that will save you a lot of uh, uh, a lot of pity and, and a lot of bad experiences, basically. So you should have someone who teaches you about that. Yeah, I think also, I mean, I was a subscriber to guitar magazines back then, and, and still am, and those magazines yeah. changed as well because. Now, they have segments in about guitar repairs and guitar modding. Back then, they didn't. And I I'd, I wonder if that was because you could go to a guitar shop back then and, and people wouldn't want to read it in a magazine. But I, mm -hmm. I looked I looked on the, in the magazines in preparation for this. I did preparation for this episode. And um, <laughs> I can confirm that there, was, there is more guitar tips now regarding, regarding maintenance and repairs and mods than there ever was back then. There was hardly anything. There was there was nothing about nope. string changing, and nope. um, I have to laugh at this because um, <laughs> people also ask me a lot. Um, people that don't don't do guitars and they have kids now. What guitar should I buy for my son, daughter, dog, whatever? And my golden rule is never anything with the tremolo. Yep, agreed. Um, it just, I mean, my first guitar had a trem. It was a Strat copy from Hona, and it just does not, um, it's just not worth it. Unless you're super into that, um, the caveat being if your favorite guitar player that's inspired you to play is a Strat player or a Super Strat player, um, do everything you can not to buy a first guitar that's got a, a trem on it. Um, mm -hmm. Nothing wrong with, I mean, it, with a telly or something like that. Uh, even even if you do, I mean, there are a few tips like changing your saddle and, and making sure that everything is set up fine so the strings can yeah. can move smoothly. I mean, that's 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 you know you got to be careful because like the tremolo itself, you know, there are so many n neuralgic points where that that bear potential issues to it. But when you have someone look over it, um, I think that can uh, save you a lot of uh, headache, basically. So, so it's like, should you take a guitar to a uh, to a luthier or to a repair, a repair shop for a setup? Absolutely, especially if you're a beginner, because that makes a big difference in if you're like enthused about playing the guitar or if it's just like a pain in the ass. Yeah. So yeah, if you yeah. screw it well, up, like you said, then your guitar's gone. Correct, and like you said, I mean, there are a lot of a lot of sources for good material, like Phil McKnight's channel. You've got websites like bon, uh, Toma and Bonado and all yeah. that kind of stuff. But once you're in a situation where you really need that, most often you don't you don't have access to the to those kind of sources, or you don't find it, you know. And if you Google it, you find so much BS out there. Uh, it's really sometimes not helpful to to Google it or, or even to go on YouTube. So. 
having someone you also close by sorry to jump on that you need to have someone that you trust as well because there's a lot of false information out there also on youtube um yeah dave's world of fun stuff is a great channel for that uh Uh he just he, he was a big inspiration for me when i started youtube just because he seemed to be having a lot of fun talking to a camera and fixing guitars and doing stuff and i picked up a little bit of knowledge from that mm-hmm. um but i want to go for if i may my top tip on learning how to do um guitar repairs and things and that is don't do it on your main guitar if you yeah. have a guitar buy somewhere a cheap guitar such as a strat copy because it's got the trem system on it or possibly even better the same style of guitar be it a telly or a les paul or whatever that you currently have and make all your mistakes on that yep um i wish i'd done that i wish i'd done that agreed yeah especially soldering i mean (laughs) you don't want to ruin your guitar with soldering there we go in fact guns for hires which is which is gavin is um it's just said that um in the chat uh, and Gavin, he, he makes his money. He, he puts his food on the table with guitar stuff. And in fact, Gavin, you are the inspiration for this episode. So if I may, Dan, I'd like to share the photos. Um, Please. There they are. This is, this is a PRS that Gavin was working on um, that was about to go on tour again because touring is possible in New Zealand right now. And that's the state that Gavin received it in. <laughs> Uh, it's got a bunch of mods. It's from a, a punk band. Correct me if I'm wrong on any of this, Gavin, but it is sort of taped together. It was, sorry. It was taped together. There's one. Um, pick up taped in. And I don't know how to stop this slideshow, so I'm not going to bother. But uh, if you're not li- watching this slideshow, I'll put some stuff on Instagram. There's a headstock that's cable tied together to stop it splitting anymore. <laughs> it's just been cable tied right around. And there's a better view at the back. Um, Gavin did an amazing job of fixing that, and maybe I can bring the photos up. But Dan, what was your first impression when I showed you that? Oh, well, I was, I was completely blown away that this guitar is actually still being played live. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't know how much do-it-yourself actually went into there or how much was like on-the-spot fixing. Because usually once you, you have it fixed and it doesn't, you know, it doesn't move and everything is working, you just leave it as it is. So um, there's no there's no need in fixing stuff like, for instance, the pickup. I mean, if it sits tightly, fair enough, go for it as long That's as you're true. on tour. Yeah. But get it fixed afterwards, and <laughs> because at some point it will ultimately cause some problems. But the headstock really blew me away. I mean, holy crap! <laughs> yeah, it, I've seen some some dodgy fixes, but that that really takes the biscuit. And I've actually got Absolutely. some photos now that Gavin has um has uh, he's repaired it. Oh, so wow. I'm going to try and add them now because I've I've um I've just found them. There's another slide, so so I'm going to call it fixed. And what do we think? Has, has anyone ever had worse than that? Like people that are in the chat right now, has anyone seen any worse than that? As Dan quite rightfully said, it appeared to work. So that's an on the road <laughs> fix. But um, man alive, uh, there we go. So we've got some some fixed pictures just here. All right. That's the headstock there. Nice. So Gavin's put some kind of epoxy on there, I believe. Um, I'd love to know if Gavin's in the chat so he could um, he could talk us through it. But there's I don't, I'm not sure exactly what he's done there, but it looks like paint. He's just done it. I say just. I mean, it's it's an aesthetic fix. 
We've got a Ooh, there you um, go. yeah, the pickups now in with a um a pickup surround. And I should point out that because we're in uh twenty twenty, Gavin had to do this with not really having much to hand. He had to do it what he had on hand. What I mean is he couldn't just pop down the local shop and pick up some parts uh -huh. or order them. I think Gavin was really pushed for time and managed to fix stuff with what he had uh, um, in his workshop. And I, I think he's That's done an amazing job. Really cool, yeah. I mean, necessity is a mother of invention. So you just take what you get and uh, or what you got and, and do what you can. But that looks pretty neat, yeah. Yeah, there's there's um there's one more. Three days <laughs> for eight guitars. Wow. Three days eight guitars, <laughs> man. So there's... so Gavin, were was that the worst example, or were they all like similarly semi destroyed? Let us know. <laughs> there's one I have to show you. There's another one he's fixed, um, and I'm going to try okay. and get it whilst we're talking. Um, there it is. Do that one, and then uh, I don't want to scare Ooh, you too much, everybody. But it's a bass. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know. So sorry about sorry about that. But you know, we've got to say something for our low end friends now and again. And uh, there it is, and there it is. It's rather small because I've downloaded it from from Facebook. But um, I don't know if you can see this. I'll make it much much bigger. There we go. Oh, the frets they don't look good. <laughs> Well, this is the genius thing. Um, sorry for the low resolution on that, but uh, if you look on the right-hand side, so where the um, the E, sorry, the G and the D string would be, bass, you can see the divots in the in the frets. Yeah. You can see there's some marks. Originally, the frets were around the other way, so those little divots were on the E and the A strings, um, the most required strings for a pop punk band, and. So if you imagine like you're trying to play an A on the E string, he, Gavin explained that they couldn't because the frets were so bad. So what Gavin did, <laughs> because he couldn't have, he couldn't repair it properly, he heated the frets up, removed them, twisted them around at 180 degrees, and put them back in. <laughs> That's genius. <laughs> uh, isn't isn't that genius? That is genius. That's so now amazing. the issue was on the on the D and the G string and. I don't think I ever would have thought of that. And this is why Gavin is 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 doing what he's doing. I never would have thought of that. That's amazing. Is that is that a Wenger fretboard? Because the wood looks so kind of open pore-ish kind of thing. I have no idea, but Gavin's just explained that you can't get anything shipped from suppliers overseas the week before Christmas. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yes, um, okay, yeah, yeah. Because also think like imagine if you had a guitar with stainless steel frets. I mean that can be a pain in the ass too. I do have so, one. But it's an Ibanez. <laughs> it's a Warwick bass, yeah. Interesting. But that's that's a, a genius a genius idea to just flip them. <laughs> yeah, I I would love to be able to take credit for that hack, but that is amazing. And um, yeah. Gavin, I, my, if I had a hat or a wig. I would take it off because oh yeah don't talk you don't spoil my christmas my first christmas fun my christmas dan <laughs> yeah so um those are some pictures from there whoops and da andy's pressed the wrong button andy pressed the wrong button there sorry about that um and then gavin's pointed out it's being refitted in the end of january after the tour by luthia so 
Awesome. Yeah, that's important. As Dan said, get it fixed when you can. But until then, get it working, I would say. So Great. I would say, so if you're starting out at repairing your own guitars, let's let's do something that um let's list some things that you should be able to do or without too much trouble. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna argue not argue, I'm gonna put forward string changing, but don't cut yep. off all your strings all at the same time. Yep. I like to do three at a time, Dan. Okay. And then I like to clean the fretboard and, and give the little frets a little going over and then put the new strings on there and then cut the remaining three old ones off, go for some further cleaning on that side and put the three new strings on. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I don't know if, I mean, many ways to, to skin a cat, apparently. Um, <laughs> and I could be doing that wrong. I'm not recommending you do that, but that's what I do. How do you do it? Um, that's a good question. I, it really depends because if I have a Floyd, I, actually, I like to remove like. You go for Floyd Rose straight away. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like if I have like a, a, a vintage style tremolo, I, I like to remove at least like three three strings yeah. to have a little bit of room where I can work on. But actually, we get a lot of questions too. What what kind of oil and stuff people should use? And basically, the first advice uh, advice I always give is like try a soft cloth and, and some some water, a little bit of water, and just like try to get it clean. Because sometimes, you know, like maple fretboards, how do you treat maple fretboards well? You never know how they are going to react, especially if they are only right. like, uh, if they have only like satin finish or even no finish, if they're just oiled and waxed. So you got to be careful. So, but if you just take a, a cloth and wipe off the guitar after every gig, I think uh, you're already kind of, uh, keeping away a lot of dirt, but once it's necessary, I, I always used to or start with with uh, like the non-chemical uh, solutions of just a little bit of water in a, a, a soft cloth, mm -hmm. and then do it. But um, talking about like rose, rosewood or uh, ebony fretboards, I go for some some oil, like uh, lemon oil. Right, it's usually a yeah, very helpful to make it look good and also to to avoid uh, fret sprout and stuff like that. Uh, but also one one of the main points that is overlooked is like nut and saddle because the nut I mean some nut sauce is not expensive or even some some graphite. Um, I think that's something you should always have a look at because that's like a a quintessential part, especially if you have a vintage tremolo. Yeah. Um, and also even even on a on a Les Paul because uh, you know if you, if you tune the guitar you don't want you know the string to go back and and and, and jump a little bit. You want a very smooth kind of uh, movement of the string and also the saddles I mean, especially with beginner guitars you have a lot of like uh, very sharp uh, edges on the saddle so if you use some very fine sanding paper to make sure that those kind of points are avoided where they where the string just snaps i think this also helps and can turn a let's say two, 150 to 200 euros guitar into an instrument that plays like a five to 600 euros instrument yeah. So it's it's rather easy. There are some easy fixes, and it it doesn't. If you have the right tools, uh, it doesn't take eat up a lot of time too. So it it can be a regularly TLC kind of procedure, like every three or every six months, depending on, on how often you play the guitar. Yeah. I think um, one of my first my first instrument was a, a, a Strat copy, the Hona LX90. Awful, awful. The second one I had was an Epiphone LP100, which is a, a thin-bodied Les Paul um, with a bolt-on neck. And I would break the E-string at least once a week. 
top mm-hmm. E string, and I know now that it was the it was the saddle. Um, had I taken it in properly and got it properly repaired, um, it probably would have you know they would have said okay fix the saddle. I I could have spent less money on strings and more money on um, fixing mm-hmm. the the cause of the problem rather than the mm-hmm. uh, the symptoms. Actually, uh, talking about saddles, that's also a not a pro tip, but a good uh, a good advice. If you have issues with saddles, breaking strings, just um, switch positions. Like if, for instance, the high E string is breaking, just reposition the saddle from the low E to the high E and vice versa. So uh, then you can see if... if because the, the, the low E string is much thicker, so it's not prone to uh, making the string snap at that point. Whereas maybe, you know, uh, through the, the pressure... The um, the low E string settle might have already lost the sharp edges. You know? Sure. So, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's interesting. That's that's a good idea. So yeah. we've got yeah. There's the so I think anything to do with string changing. So lubing lubing a nut. Come on. Um, checking out for <laughs> for burrs. Um, spe- a hard one to pick up on is if there's a burr inside the trem block or or somewhere near that in like a like a strat. Um, mm-hmm. That's happened on a, on a, on a few of the cheap guitars I've looked at. And there's that. Um, and often, when people say the guitar won't stay in tune, those are one of the areas, the nuts or the the saddles or the strings not being stretched out properly. Mm-hmm. So it's not the tuners, which people will say, I need to replace the tuners on this guitar, which, to go into that for a moment, that's a bit more in depth. Um, and I would say that's a mod more than a repair. But um, yeah, anything to do with strings, you probably should be able to do it yourself. Which includes tuning, but not intonation. Intonation is something else. What do you think about yeah. intonation, Dan? What, I, I'd say that's more like a level two. It's not beginner level intonation. It's where yeah. you can really screw things up. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to be a sorcerer to, to set up intonation right, but no. you need someone or a good YouTube video that shows you how to do it. And um, then if you, you know, spend a couple of minutes, I think you can you can do that easily. But that's also one of the most overlooked points. You know, people set up their guitars perfectly and then you check like a chord and it sounds horrible. And you say, do you check intonation? And they go, no, what's that exactly? So, you know, like you said, it's not, it's not, it's not first level, it's maybe second level. Yeah. But uh, it's often overlooked. But because it's not the fun part, you know, lubing, lubing the nut or something, that's kind of, you know, that's fun. But checking intonation, jum, 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 and then, Okay, which direction does the saddle go forth, and which direction does it go back? And you know, but that's part of the experience. Also, I think it's part of a becoming a serious player because uh, you don't have to be able to solder your pickups and to you know repair a broken headstock. But those kind of bread and butter repairs and fixes, I think this is part of what a guitar player should be able to take care of. Because otherwise you're lost in a, in, a, in a situation, you know. Especially as a, I mean, as a touring musician in a big band with a lot of money, then you have your guitar techs and roadies who can take care of that. But when you're a band that it's trying to grow and grow an audience and touring through Europe or the states, you got to be able to fix your guitars by yourself. I mean, we haven't all got. Um, we don't have all have roadies these days. And um, Gavin just brought up a very important point in the chat. And that's to get yourself a very accurate tuner for when doing intonation. So, um, good point. Yeah. Don't try them. Don't try doing intonation for the five dollar clip-on tuner, for example. <laughs> um, yeah. Now, I'm pretty good um, with with my ear, for example. So I can get pretty close with my ear, 
because I've been doing it so mm-hmm. long. But my my tuner of choice for doing it is the Peterson Strobo Stump HD. Yeah. Um, I even think Gavin recommended the Peterson tuners to me a long time ago, and that might be the case. Correct me if I'm wrong, Gavin, but. I hadn't played one at that point, and playing a tuner sounds weird, but um, it's one of the most important tools you can have. And for, for tuning on stage, it's possibly overkill. Um, but this thing is absolutely fantastic. The Strobo Stomp HD from Peterson, um, absolutely phenomenal. Uh, made my life so easy, and it's pretty. So mm-hmm. I'd recommend that. I, I I don't even think like the Boss TU3, the Boss stuff, I don't think that's, that's clear enough. Um, I also have a, what's it, Poly, Polytune TC. Mm-hmm. It's not quite enough, not, not knowing, um, knowing, like pu- putting it through several tuners. And, um, you know, I may have a video coming up very soon where I do do that. But um, <laughs> it was an interesting result. But always um, trust your ear as well. No, no. Sometimes trust your ear. Not always. <laughs> if it sounds wrong, it is wrong, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's actually a good point, because uh, sometimes if you tune the guitar, it still doesn't sound right, so you got to retune a little bit, because every guitar is just slightly different. And sometimes if you're playing with a piano or other players, you got to adjust a little bit. So I think the most important part is to trust your ears at the end of the day. Intonation, yeah. fair enough. Use the tuner. But when it comes to the to, to the actual tuning of the guitar, I prefer to use the ear. Yeah, I, I have a we have a piano in our living room, and it's uh, down tuned ever so slightly, not not quite a half step. So it's yeah. it's in tune with itself, but it's not tuned to constant pitch. And um, yeah. I have to retune my my acoustic to that regularly. And um, yeah, that's that's fun. Um, I I thought we could just split this up for a moment by showing some images that Dan sent me. Oh yeah, please, um, please. Of some rather interesting repair jobs. So if I go to this, <laughs> there we go. So there's there's one, and these are going to scroll through. That used to be like a Les that. Paul. I like that. Yeah, I like that too. That's a mod. That's not a repair. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm going to turn it off. I'm just going to go. I think I can adjust the speed at which it um at which it yeah. plays. Uh, time between speeds let's go for there we go let's try that um yeah there we go come back on screen there i don't know what the hell that is but i want one (laughs) that looks like an an echo acoustic guitar with some extra sound holes and a strat scratch plate put on it i like the plug for the cable (laughs) yeah it's the strat input uh, output jack that's Is one hell of a neck, but that looks like a, a Les Paul Junior. Yep. Or a DC. And um, someone's just put a massive piece of metal on the back and screwing it into where I assume was a, a neck break. Yeah. That guitar probably has some sustain, some serious sustain. <laughs> and some weight to it. <laughs> well, that is nice. Classic feel headstock incredibly repair. good. Yeah. Yeah. Especially so nice that's... if you play like. In the upper frets. <laughs> so for our listeners, someone's screwed a headstock repair back on, and it, there's no way. If there's an attempt, attempt at gluing, but there's no way that feels nice. And going back to intonation, that can't be good. Yeah, that, that's also pretty nice. <laughs> what is that, Dan? I thought that was a destroyer have, at first, but it's yeah. some kind of copy that's got all sorts of. It's like a zither on that's been screwed into it several times, and yeah, yeah. 
I don't dislike that. I don't dislike it. Yeah, it reminded me a little bit of the of the pedal that you just recently threw out the car window. Yep. <laughs> There's a, a classic That's... zip tie headstock repair. Oh no, body <laughs> neck repair. Or is it headstock? Oh, it's headstock. Yeah, I see it now. Yeah, but you can play cowboy chords now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> no so, C major. Nope. I'm loving to know. this. This is a classic. I've seen this around the internet. The SG that's had the headstock snapped off and then attached to the body. <laughs> but actually, I think it looks pretty cool. It looks badass, man. I love it. Yeah. yeah. I love that. And you won't have the neck dive anymore. Yep. <laughs> this that's also pretty interesting. A strat that's had much of its body cut away. Yeah. If that is a 70s strut, you probably have a lot of neck knife. Yeah. <laughs> but it looks like the body's actually split as well on the top horn. Yeah. Or what used to be the top yeah, horn. Yeah. I, I don't really know what's going on there or why. That's also <laughs> amazing. That's an acoustic guitar with um, the bridge cable tied to the body. So someone's taken the time to drill some holes to... I just recently did a repair of one of these. And and I didn't do it like that. I did it what I would say was more properly with glue and clamping. This <laughs> I I think that's amazing. This is a guitar that's had. I'm gonna guess a, a nylon string guitar that's had electric guitar strings put on it or or steel strings on it. Yeah. And the tension's just pulled so the too. the bum in. I think that's phenomenal. That, oh, it's just still giving me like physical pain just looking at it. <laughs> I like that head circuit repair too. Was it a Takamine acoustic? Looks, it's at least Takamine um, tuners, and someone's just put a bolt yeah. through from the face that you'd see through to the back, and then screwed a washer on with a nut. And what a screw that is! I mean, but it doesn't even seem to work. I mean, there's still a huge gap. What? Yeah. <laughs> and that looks to me like a PRS. Yeah. Has... Repeach style. <laughs> What is that weight relief? What do we think? What do we think with that one? <laughs> I think so because they put on uh, like the um, the little nipsy for the for the strap at the There's back. Nipsy. I don't know, nipsy. Yeah, nipsy. That's also nice. Macmull Stratocaster. Macmull Strat, the inspiration. Yeah. <laughs> There's even a gap down by the low E string. Can you see that? There's a someone's cut yeah. into that. Looks like like, like a chop saw. <laughs> I mean. Is it is it because it was necessary or was someone just messing around? I don't know. I, I sometimes when I see that I wonder what people were thinking when they started, like what the result would be at the end of the day. Same with the space. I mean, how many pickups can you add? It's like PJ, PJ, and a bar very close to the to the bridge position. And a lot I get of the switches. Feeling you, right? you turn that on, and all the things that are metallic just stick to the base. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a lot going on with this. There's a lot going on with this strap. The only is they cut out massive area in the back. There's two sets of trem springs. Uh, it must need a lot of tension. Actually, it reminds me a lot of uh, how much wood you have to remove if you install a uh, Evertune system. <laughs> True. Yeah. This is. I, I don't know what would have happened with this. Maybe someone can shed some light. I don't know either. I mean, they're missing some frets on that. It's a double cut, right? With, yeah. Uh, Again, looks like a, a P90 double cut. And, P90, and yeah. That, that screams Y to me. This is one of my favorites. 
that speaks for itself. If you're listening on the audio version, then please, I hope Dan will put these on the Instagram because these are phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> it's so like Eddie Van Halen been... fan thought that it would be a good idea. I, I, I'd love to hear that played. <laughs> and what well, is that, Dan? It looks like someone has uh, has put some. Uh, I don't know. Some, like metal, some, some metal epoxy substance, or yeah, epoxy, yeah, epoxy resin uh, in, in the ca in the uh, cavity of well, the tram just to fix the screws. Yeah, they I think just it, hard it, 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 that totally. Yeah, correct. Yeah, that's how you, that's how you make a hard tail. <laughs> <laughs> Those are scalloped frets, and actually, there was a guitar for sale near near me recently where someone had done something almost that bad to a strat. <laughs> Looks like a piece of art, to be honest. Yeah, like it, looks like a, it looks like a cake done. guitar. You know, it's not yeah, a guitar, yeah. it's a piece of cake. Yeah. I like this. I mean, the, the trem arm is doing nothing. Yep. But It's just for the style of it, yeah. Yeah. And look at well, it I like says, the Jackson humbucker. <laughs> I like the switch. It says Hendrix at the top, and then I can't see what the yeah. other... So where it would say tremolo, it would say Hendrix, and then at the top it says something else. And we're back <laughs> to the beginning where we've got a... It's just somebody who obviously owns a glue company has repaired a guitar. Yeah, and screws. <laughs> and screws, yeah. So someone who's, who runs a hardware store. Um, yeah. I, I, I like it. Again, yeah. Yeah. but at what point, there's that Les Paul again, that why? <laughs> what happened it's to like that missing, guitar? It's missing like 70% of its body. <laughs> just buy an SG. Yeah. If the weight's that much problem, buy an SG. Be done with it. <laughs> but it is, like I would a, like a, to play it that. Like, it looks like a lap steel, Paul. Hmm. A laps Paul. Lap, laps Paul. So that is our little amusement for the, for the, for the night uh, or whatever <laughs> time of day you're, you're looking at this. But um, it raises the question, Dan, when, like, when you do a repair that works, if it works, you know, when the stu if a stupid idea works, then it's not stupid. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. But when you're looking at those photos, once you've done any of those repairs, maybe not the cable tie ones, but you can't come back from that. So what, nope. so what Gavin did with the, that PRS is very clearly, or the base at least, um, you, you can fix it properly. As he said, it's going to go to Luthier and be refretted, the base. But if you're going to stick a load of glue in your tram cavity or something, that's it. It's game over. Yep. You've committed. <laughs> yeah. There's not a lot you can do about, you know, with these guitars. I think they're, they're just done. Yeah. You know? And it's sad to see that because uh, maybe sometimes people, I don't know if they didn't have time to fix it or if they didn't have any kind of experience, but um, yeah, in doubt, go to Luthier because, you know, they make their living but, but from repairing guitars yeah. and they will provide you an instrument. If you get it back, it will, it will you know, spark joy again. So no super glue, no hot glue. Don't do that. No, no. And if you give it to someone who's not a professional but knows or says they know a lot about guitars or owns guitars, look at their guitars before yep. you give them your guitar. Because they're yeah. I, I've I've given a guitar to a person once before who had no idea what he was doing and ended up just going 
making more mistakes than I would have maybe you know at least I had the the option of um of being my guitar that I can make a mistake of yeah yeah that's actually a good point ask Deluthier if he can play his guitar or he can show you some of his repairs maybe yeah I mean that's why not I mean so we've done level two repairs and, and uptake that's that sort of thing like intonation anything yeah. else you put so I would say borderline level two level three is soldering and pickup replacement yeah. or pickup I wouldn't say pickup repair. I would say it's never a good idea to attempt to fix your own pickup. <laughs> Take that to a professional. No. But actually, no. uh, repair. say your pickup's dead or you just want to change them, replacing a pickup is not that complicated. Nope. Um, just, I, I mean, one of the pro tips is to take pictures of the before Yes. So you can compare when there's the after, <laughs> or when in doubt, <laughs> which cable to put in which position, uh, because sometimes, especially on old guitars, the wiring schemes they're not matching with uh, what you what's laying in front of you. Nowadays, everything is nice, and they have the, the colors, and you have the the wiring diagrams, and everything is pretty easy, except for installing like Fishman Fluence pickups, because that's still quite master level. But yeah. um, when it comes to like a regular pickup, just take a couple of pictures before and, you know, but still, I, th I think your point is very valid. Try it first, because if you have like a, a 3K PRS in front of you, you don't want to put any kind of uh, lead from from soldering that stuff on that finish, you know, just give it a shot, you know, take an old guitar, try to exchange a single coil first, see if it works and and then take it from there. Yeah, sure. So... I don't really want to go much further because we now we've entered into the area where I believe you should either have some training or taking it to a professional. So this was never really an in-depth um, masterclass in repairing or modding one's guitar. It's just I think you should be have the confidence to change strings and maybe a, attempt intonation if you know what you're doing by watching YouTube videos that you trust uh, or being mm -hmm. taught by a person you trust. But anything above what we've spoken about, I think I think that's the point where you need to either have the guitar that you've bought to to learn on mm -hmm. um or to go and watch a professional if you're really lucky uh when a professional is doing their job you can watch them doing it that is ideal because then you learn a lot yeah, mm. yeah. actually andy have you have you done a video like the 10 top tips for beginners when uh tlc your instrument no i have not and okay. i often thought that um that it's it's um it's oversaturated youtube but i realized in doing this conversation in having this conversation that some people come to me for certain things and, and would trust me and therefore yep. maybe i should um i'm happy to do it i'm happy to share my experience but uh, as i said i'm not an expert so i would be on the i would err on the side of caution which i think might be something that's um might be useful in the world of youtube videos yeah um, yeah and I guess Gavin's here. He actually is a pro. He actually is an expert. His job is to do this on pro level. And the top tip is go to a luthier. Um, yeah, so if in doubt. But um, as we collected them, Dan, I've got some tools with me. And I think you've got some as well because there's certain kits you can buy because you can't do work without tools. And if you've only got a hammer mm -hmm. and a screwdriver, then that's... Yep. Not necessarily enough. There's the old joke that you can you can fix it with either WD-40 or gaffer tape. You know, that's the two things you need. <laughs> but there are other things, and you can 
excuse the product placement, but this is stuff that I genuinely use. There's the Dario kits there that I've got, and that's the maintenance kit. Mm -hmm. And that's the tool falling out of it. Um, so I've got some nut sauce in here, some string cutters, uh, a neck rest, a capo, which I, I use for when I change, when I do string um, stuff for the strings not popping off. This Gavin turned me on to, so it's quite serendipitous that Gavin's here. This is a, um, it's called like a guitar multi-tool thing. And you can just do, you can do nuts with that. And I use that on pretty much, I use that pretty much every time I do something with a guitar. So you can tighten up um, pots and things. You can untighten, uh, un you can loosen um, <laughs> machine heads, all kinds of things. That, that's yeah. a great tool. Everyone should have that because it only costs a few bucks. Um, there's another one, and that's that's that little multi-tool you get. That's the Daddario multi-tool. But I'm going to guess that Dan has something with him that kind of resembles that. <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't bring it to be honest, but uh, there's uh, the the Ivan's multi-tool is pretty. I have one. It's over here. Do you have one? Oh, awesome, awesome. Somewhere. Awesome. There it is. Yeah, because that that comes in handy whenever you're on tour and you've got your case with you. You've got you know everything there. You get the screwdrivers. You got your screwy doobies. You got your hexy wexies. Yeah. <laughs> you got your your numbers. Um, on the yeah, other yeah. side, you've so you got can check check string height. What else do we have? Uh, more. I want to know, Dan. Uh, um, maybe you can answer this or someone in the chat. What is this for? It's like a circle thing. <laughs> I've no can clue. Can you see that? Actually, looks... I, I was I was always thinking it was it was supposed to to um, to fix the the actual tool to your belt or something. Ah, to tie it to a belt yeah. hook thing. Yeah, oh, a that, belt that... hook thing. <laughs> I cannot tell you how disappointed I am by that. <laughs> <laughs> A lanyard clip, yeah, yeah. That is so disappointing. I'm like, what part of a guitar have I not fixed so far that required a tool like this? Oh man, alive! But I like it because the the um, <laughs> oh, that's, that's ruined my world more so than not seeing Grogu again. But um, I like the angled hex key on that because straight keys yeah. don't really fit most of the time. So the fact that that's yeah. angled makes me very yeah. pleased, and I can do most things with that. Um, to go back to Gavin again, I asked him years ago, I think, and he told me about a time when he landed somewhere and couldn't take his tools on the plane, so went to uh, like a, like a, a one pound or one dollar shop and picked up a load of cheap tools and managed to use those for, for either a tour or a show. So you don't need to go super over the top with this stuff. Mm -hmm. um, it's also quite a nice gift, you know? Yep. You can use it to pop off the new style Ibanez truss rod covers. Ha! I knew it. I knew it. I knew it was for something. <laughs> or you can tie some power... I doubt that it will fit between the strings. I doubt that it will fit between the strings because the actual multi-tool is way, way, way too big. <laughs> Actually, plus the prestige guitars uh, that come with the multi-tool, they don't have uh, the advanced kind of opening kind of thingy for the truss rod because they have the classical prestige cover. Boo. With the with the diamond cut, look. spoiling my fun. Um, yeah, and Dadari, so. I've got another one. So uh, there's another one. That was the maintenance kit. No, this is the maintenance kit. Sorry, that was the repair kit. This is the cleaning kit, and it's got all sorts of 
string lubricant and cleaner and all these things and all these wonderful things you can spend your money on. And I particularly like this um, fret polishing stuff. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I like the fret polishing stuff. There's an Ivanes question in the chat, Dan. I'll let you answer it. Uh, why do the Prestige models do not get the better design? Oh, well, I think it's it's part of the series. So the, the premium ones, they have that kind of... It's more plasticky, but it's uh, it's got a good use. Whereas the Prestige ones, like I said, it's uh, the truss rod cover. It's like diamond cut and it looks just you know much better than like the regular plastic one but i would never say never that in the future we might get best of both worlds like a high-end kind of easy to open access i don't know that's i think that's probably not the top priority but we've we've got some feedback in that direction several several times already what do you have here what's that i have the harley benton version which i was gifted for my birthday last year all last right year. and that's that's quite useful it's certainly cheaper um yeah, it's sorry. It's more affordable, and yeah, um, yeah I, I have that hanging around because I can throw that in my bag and take that just to a gig, um, or a rehearsal, I should say. But um, yeah, uh, we forgot to give away so far. We've been going a very long time today, Dan, and it is almost time for me to to, to go to little Betty buys. But we've got to give away <laughs> a guitar uh, hanger. Yeah, and. I forgot to the caveat that it has to be within Europe. Oh, okay. Sorry, Sarang. Sarang, or I was thinking Gavin. Valeria. Uh, Gavin and Valeria. Yeah, so if there's anyone in here from Europe, um, let us know because we want to give this one away in the episode. Um, I don't really know how to give it away because you've all stuck with us for two and a half hours tonight. And... Um, it's been wonderful. They all deserve so, one. Yeah, you do. They all deserve one. To explain why, um, we're sponsored by Face Distribution, who operate in Europe, quite simply. And um, even though you can get the the bulldog hangers from uh, from America and other countries, they just uh, Face distribute them in Europe. Um, we've shown them on the show before. They're beautiful. I will be putting two up behind me. Um, so. Dan, you're much better at this than I am. How can we possibly choose someone <laughs> to give it away? Oh, maybe with some some kind of guessing game. Oh, I love it! I love it. All right. What about, yeah. What about what about people guessing how many guitars are right now in your room, and they have to type it in right now? Come on then. How many guitars are in my room right now? And start typing now. Thirteen. Um, are we including basses? So we did it last time. It included basses and yeah, baritones. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. All, everything with a string, except for what's inside your pants. Yeah, not that <laughs> one. Valeria, yep. Valeria's entering anyway. That's that's the spirit, Valeria. Yep. We could have done a Mandalorian question just to mess with people. Uh, actually, we need we need like the fourth the fourth solution, uh, like the fourth uh, uh, word. We do as, as well. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got yeah, to do I'm, that too. I'm counting. I'm counting. Hold the fort. <laughs> <laughs> now Andy's turning around with a cat on his lap. I've been waiting for you some time. I've been Mr. Bond. you, Dr. Dan. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'd make an number? awesome Bond. Yeah, I have a number. It's the same oh, yeah. as last time. 
Oh, that probably right. helped. Uh, are we also going for closest guess as well? Yep. So, All right. The answer is... Oh, let's give him five more seconds. Five, four, three, two, one. I have in my room 20 stringed instruments. 20 guitars slash bass slash baritone. So Sarang said 22, Valeria said 19. <laughs> we have Michael. Right. Michael said 17, and I know Michael's in Germany. Uh, right. So Michael seems to be the closest right now, I think. Anyone say 23 then? No, Fergie said Fergie in France said 24. Yeah. So Valeria is like the... the yeah, but Valeria can't know? have it. She's in, she's in Chile. I know. I know. I know. I know. Oh, we got 18 from Nissan 570. Where are you? I, I, I call you Nissan 570, even though I know your real name, because I don't know if you want to give away your real name. Um, but you've got 18 from, from Nissan. I think, I can't remember where you're from. Oh, you're in US. Okay, it's on the screen. Uh, sorry, read, read the screen, Andrew. Um, <laughs> forgive me if I'm wrong, but I believe Michael is the closest. Okay. Yeah. Patrick, I can use a name. Thank you, Patrick. Um, then Michael also said in the chat, I don't need the bulldog hanger. I have two of their stands. <laughs> <laughs> there he is. Send it to France. The... So Fergie, Fergie in France. Are you in France? Fergie is in France. Where's Fergie's comment? Let's bring that up right now. He said like 24. Like he's in France. That's if, is it just a clever name or? I don't know. I can't find the Should comment just to, just to prove that it's. Uh, yes, I am. He said, "Yes, I am." Bonsoir, Fergie. So yeah, well, you you guys are all winners, no doubt about that. You get no medal for participation. I don't believe in participation trophies. <laughs> Making our society softer. <laughs> Your poor kids. <laughs> Too right. Fight. Fight, children. Fight for what you yeah. deserve. <laughs> for your food. So we have one plate here that's full with food. One plate. Fight. The thing is, my son's quite, quite uh, not aggressive. My son's very careful, capable of, of probably punching out his sister, but my, my, my daughter's very sneaky. You know, no, so right. I, I think genuinely, not that, I, not that I've thought about this, but... You know, I think it would be a fair fight, what I'm trying to say. <laughs> okay. Fergie right. Press, there's so comment. Says, 24. Yeah. And he said he can get more guitars now. That's amazing. That's the reason. <laughs> That's the reason to have hangers. So Fergie and France, congratulations. You are the winner on the live version of the podcast. 24 was closest. It's actually 20. Remember that number because it doesn't change that much. So that might be the last time we can use that that quiz. Um, Actually, I was assuming you had the the Ibanez samples already at your place, like in your room somewhere. But it's probably dude. This room where. is three meters by four meters. I can there's barely room All for right. me. Barely room for my hair right. in I, here. Okay, I, sh I should have asked how many guitars are in your house. Yeah, but then we we'd be here a while. <laughs> okay. Genuinely, <laughs> genuinely. Um, oh wow. Okay, right. so we also need to give away the fourth keyword. Um, do you want to explain why, yep. Dan? 
Why? Because uh, you can win some more wall hangers from Bulldog, sponsored mm -hmm. by Face Distribution. Is that is that limited to Europe again? It is also limited to Europe. Yes, I do apologize. Mm. Um, yeah. So uh... <laughs> we had in the December. This is the fourth show in December. Every show in December had a keyword that you had to remember. Um, or at least make a note of to um, to win. So there are four keywords. We've given you three so far. Do you want to do a recap, yep. Dan, or should we be mean and, nope. and not? Okay, we are extremely mean because you can. Uh, it's always in the at the end of the episode, so you can easily re-listen or rewatch the episodes. Yeah. So so go back and listen if you haven't already. But Dan, have you thought of a keyword for today? Actually, I haven't, but I can come up with something. You had all right that time when I was filling the air with things like this, when I was talking in a way that was quite Shatner-esque. <laughs> oh, no, no worries, no worries. So we can... Um, what's, a, what's, a, what's a keyword, Dan? You have an idea? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Who was we, we, the keyword? Will be the first name of the guy that saved the Mandalorian and Grogu from Moff Gideon and his dark troopers. There you go. I knew that. I knew it. I knew. I saw the look on your face. I knew that's what it was going to be. So, in yes. case you're wondering who Grogu is, this is my dear, dear Grogu, Baby Yoda, the child, who we may never see again. Who saved him? From the naughty people. Oh, so Rank, come on, he spoiled it. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't, don't put it in the chat because the no. <laughs> well, so just Rang's just up sexy, can't win. Oh, fair yeah, enough. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's a no no. What's, what's this? I can put you in timeout, you know, Sarang. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't know what that, uh, what reference that is. Yeah, okay. Um, Sarang, you're a naughty boy, but that means that whoever's listening to this or watching this has to come back and watch and or listen to it again. Um, so, Dan, have we got yep. anything else to cover? I, I feel like I, I need to... I think um, it was... Uh, yeah. I feel like I need to go to bed or at least lie down in a soft room. Um, <laughs> I... No, that was an interesting episode because we didn't have like a real plan how it would go and uh, how deep we'd go into the whole DIY thing. But pretty interesting. Also, thanks for our guests like Ryan who joined. Uh, always, I think it's always nice to see other podcasters and other YouTubers joining the conversation too. And I think I learned, I, I actually learned a lot of things. Like uh, I liked your tips of your tip of uh, taking screenshots of your, my parents' PC or grandparents' PC. That was a pro tip, non non gear related. Yep, it's a it's a Reddit tip that I picked up this week. Um, I'd like no to say thank you to Gavin for joining us because he was the inspiration for this episode because he sent those photos uh, in the Guitar Geek Facebook group, and. Yep. Um, I didn't really have a plan for this episode, and Dan, you asked me what was the plan. I'm like, I don't know. We're just going to talk about repairs. But <laughs> my hope is that we've done one or both, maybe two things. One, we've given someone the confidence to change their strings and venture into the world of guitar repairs and modifications if they if they need to. And two, 
to dissuade someone who thinks they can do it um, yeah. and they actually can't. So yeah, uh, Michael's quite right. The top tip was take it to a luthier. Um, just be aware of your own limitations. Um, watch some YouTube videos of people you trust. Ultimately, have a friend like Gavin who can actually advise you. And he's in the Guitar <laughs> Geek uh, supergroup on on Facebook, and I'm, he's a really nice guy. So I'm sure he'd he'd show you some stuff. But um, whatever you do, do not post on Facebook. How do I fix this? Because you'll get a thousand answers, and many of them will be deadly to your guitar. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so, so please take care of those beautiful stringed instruments. And um, Dan, we have a special episode coming next week, which is not live. Nope, unfortunately, because uh, we're not going live on New Year's Eve. No. But we will do the Ibanez catalog rundown. So I will send Andy the link to the catalog right before we start the episode and then we'll browse through all the pages or let's say the most interesting pages and there are a lot and we get some reactions from andy and we can talk about uh, stuff and um i think i think when we when this episode is running we'll be in the chat too maybe so you can ask a couple of questions and we can like chat to you guys too we'll see how that will be working because sometimes it's, it's kind of hard to do the the live shows with stuff where you have a a deadline that you cannot you, know, sure. you cannot release stuff before so yeah, yeah we can't show up but i'm looking the first, forward to and i can't go live Correct. on the first because it's my girlfriend's birthday yeah. and um, there you, go. you know i'm busy busy doing yep. dad and, and, and family stuff however the um, stuff. i really look forward to it <laughs> my uh, my yeah. headset is actually dying right now so i'm gonna go silent with dan <laughs> in a second <laughs> thank you mate um also i might i might be able to do some light lighting and karaoke style sort of stuff next week you never know you know you, you don't know what might happen so no. merry christmas mate um thank you yeah. for for being here with me and keeping me sane to the people in the chat the same thing for the people that are listening to this in the future um yeah stay safe thanks andy i really appreciate that almost one year now of extensive exchange and a lot of gear talk um yeah, I'm really happy with how that turned out. So thanks also to everyone who's joining on the podcast and the live stream. It's it's just a blessing to be able to talk to all of you guys and you know geek out about the most beautiful thing that is out there. So thanks a lot. Have a great night and uh, see you very soon. Bye bye guys. Bye everybody. Bye.